This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Before we get to the show, we got some business we want to get out of the way. The show is always brought to you by Scent Crusher. You need to eliminate those stinky scents that you got going on. You know, you had some relatives over. They stayed at your house. You know, they're they're just smelly, but you're nice. Their family let them stay there. Hit that ozone go, or the uh, room clean, rather. Put that in, you know, your bathroom, you know, your bedroom. Wherever these nasty people were, you clean that. The ozone <laughs> will clean it up. You're good to go. Hopefully, you were hunting all weekend, so you didn't have to see them. But you know, you need to. You Did couldn't. you have some gross family over for Thanksgiving it's just, weekend? It's just, it's a thing that. Thank God I had my scent crusher bag because not only did I put my hunting gear in there, I put my regular clothes in there so I could stay at various houses, and uh, I never smelled bad. So. Did you use it as a sleeping bag? No, I did not yet. I'm okay, uh, not. That, I, I'm uh, a little too tall for that, but the. Uh, the roller bag is something that you need in your life. You if, use uh, your gear bag as a night bag, huh? I do. It's my nighty <laughs> night bag. So Dang. I, cr- I crush it. friend. Yeah, I crush it. I crush all my scents, so you don't have to uh, hit the washing machine at all. And plus, it eliminates all <laughs> those. Yeah. So it's designed by NASA. Check it out. We highly recommend it. Also, Sink, HHA. Decent plug for Scent Crusher. I oh, mean, I love ScentCrusher.com. Yeah. The show's presented by Scent Crusher. You failed that part. What did I say? You just didn't hit the you mark, You said man. brought to you uh, by. You're close. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Presented by. The podcast is also supported <laughs> by HHA Sports. Check out HHASports.com. Uh, if you've been thinking about jumping over to a single pen site, I say go Do for it. it. Uh, yep. we've been, uh, it's weird we've been getting a ton of messages mid-season about switching to a single pin and i think people <laughs> hunting with multi-pin are like man i wonder what it'd be like i personally i love it um you only have to focus on one pin instead of sorting through five if you're shooting for that you know 40 50 yard you got to get through the middle of six five to seven pins whatever you're doing yeah, i mean it, i say it all the time but i think we all agree i couldn't go back to a multi-pin it'd be no. tough it'd be rough because it'd be it, really tough if you did not know this it is yep. easier to count to one than it is to count to five <laughs> oh. you know it, that sounds dumb but that's really true when it comes to like be in the zone you're at full draw and you're yeah, not like, worried about yeah. you can just focus on the pin you live by your rangefinder know your yardage it's really all you need i leave mine yep. set at 20 
in the stand, and every deer, uh, both my bucks this year, I just left it there. Yep. And yep. one was at tw- no, one was at fourteen, one was at seventeen yards. You can you even make it. Easy. You know, if it's going to come in at past twenty, that you're going to have time to range him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. You, make it easy on yourself. Done. The number that shows up, I mean, you can just go by shapes. The shapes of the two numbers that are on your rangefinder, put them on your dial. Easy as that. No guessing. <laughs> yeah, you don't really need okay. to know numbers. Yeah. If it works yeah. for me, okay. it'll work for you. I can promise that. Okay. So perfect. There's a perfect plug for HHA. God, you're an idiot. <laughs> also, we're supported by Elite Archery. Somehow. We're supported <laughs> Somehow by supported by Elite Archery. We are shooting the Working Class Bowhunter Edition Rituals. Mm. Um, the Ritual 30 is out now which is going to be an awesome ground blind tree stand bow. Um, and for you guys that like the compact uh, rigs, there you go. Uh, then list, if you want to get into elite, um, if you're trying to just see if you want to flirt with that, if you're new to bow hunting, the list is a good one to get you uh, in the right direction. Uh, the tempo, tank shooting the tempo this year. Love it. Uh, Mark, what are you shooting? The synergy still, right? Yeah, synergy still. You got a yeah. ritual now. You got a ritual now. Man. Oh, yeah. Mm. I'm doubling it up. Wow. So Baller. Set them both up. Wow. Are you one taking for, them both out? One for shooting targets and one for... <laughs> Mark, yeah, Mark, yeah. Mark has two yeah. hangers in his tree yeah. for two bows. He's like, I just Got don't it. know which one to choose. Yep, it's tough. They're both which beautiful. Which one do you shoot? <laughs> oh, wrong, wrong company, wrong company. Um, you can check out the Elite Bows in Action on the Virtue TV, on Carbon TV, and Respect the Game on Sportsman's Channel and Hunt Channel now, right? Yes. Yep. Which is pretty cool. And YouTube. So if you go to uh, Respect the Game's... YouTube and their webs, their all new website, respectthegame.com. You'll be able to find old episodes. My personal hero, Paul Biggs, is on there a lot. I'm going to see that guy in a couple weeks. Yeah, you're going to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, also, big time right now, I think till the end of November, which is uh, we're getting. <laughs> Tomorrow. We're getting there. Is it tomorrow? Tomorrow's the last day <laughs> <Yeah>. of November. <laughs> <Is it>? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Go to bigtime.com. Check them out. We, uh, we had a sale on the ADG trail cam. Uh, basically took the camera from 130 to 80 bucks, but you won't have time to get it by the time this airs. You missed <laughs> out. We posted online. Nah, but in, in case, uh, go ahead and try anyway. WCB. <laughs> yeah, maybe they maybe they'll forget to yeah. take the promo code out. <laughs> yeah, do the try it. Who knows? Do uh, promo code WCB Christmas and uh, try it. Try it. What what's it gonna hurt? And if you can't, then pay full price and support a good company. <laughs> For sure. Okay. <laughs> also. Um, Hunter's Blend Coffee, uh, awesome coffee. Working class, get the code working class gets you ten percent off. Um, also, Ethics Archery inserts. Guys, have been asking what arrows been shooting or what the weights are. A lot of that goes to the heavy insert. I'm shooting a hundred grain Ethics insert. Um, you can save yourself ten percent by using code WCB. That's right. Also, check us out on Carbon TV, and uh, let's yeah, move on uh, with the business. Let's just get this going right now. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi. I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munch from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter.
Hey, this is Jules McQueen, and you are listening to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. It's really, really not that good. Good, 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 good. It is episode number 258 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place, beautiful Buckatorium, lovely Sherrard, Illinois. God, it's good to be back here on the mic. I'm so glad I am not working second shift anymore. I haven't done it in like a month, but I'm so happy to be here. My name is Steve. In the studio today is Kurt. Hey, everyone. Hi, Daddy. Uh, Don't do that right now, Daddy, please. Come on, Steven. (laughs) You got to explain the backstory if we just call me Dad. Just down. No, don't worry about it. Tank Cameron Tank. Yeah, I'm here. Eric, hey, man. What up? Check this out. Moneybags Mark Reif. What's up? What's up? What's up? And uh, some other guy moves here. I'm getting our, our, our uh, lovely guest today is Julian Loker yep, from Loker me. Taxidermy. Yep. Welcome. We've, we've been talking about you the past couple weeks, so you came all the way here. What town Loudon. is he from? Loudon. Yep. yep. Oh, Loudon. I said that right? Yep. Loudon, Iowa. <laughs> yeah, man. Loudon, <laughs> that one episode Iowa. where I wasn't here, they were like, Loudon? 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 Yeah. So we have three guys that just like to try and kill deer, and then we have two guys in here that you guys like to kill deer, but uh, bring them back to life, if you will. Yeah. We're going to break down the, I guess, white-tailed taxidermy process and kind of pick your guys' brains a little bit. You guys have both been in the games at you know a different amount of time, which is cool to get the different perspectives and just good conversation. So God, I can't wait to see. It's like two rival cats fighting over territory. It's oh no, awesome. he's, a, <laughs> he's a hunter and a taxidermist. Yeah. That's the coolest dude there is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're good. I love how Steve's making this like try to make it awkward when it's not. Yeah, yeah. I'm just hoping to learn something from him too. Hey, me what? too. He can't. You can learn from everybody. Oh yeah. I don't know nothing compared to some people out there. That's Look what's cool about taxidermy. Let's get a veteran shout out and then hop right back into that conversation. Let's say Mark was sucking him in here. All right. Uh, the vet shout out this week um, is uh, is from our uh, our good buddy Jordan Johnson, uh, Combination Creative, uh, great guy. His uh, his grandfather passed away, who was a uh, World War II pilot in the Air Force. So um, you know, these are the vet shout outs that we you know don't like doing all the time because we we always want everybody to stay around forever. But um, Bob Johnson, he served his country in World War II, and uh, we thank him for his service to this country and. Um, he was he was a good man from Claire, Wisconsin. So uh, we love our Wisconsin people. We love our vets um, so much. So thank you for your service to this country. And uh, Jordan, sorry for your loss, buddy. We love you to death. And um, you know, hope you and your family get through this. Like I say, he was a great man. So uh, all the good memories are still there. So very cool. Thanks for yeah. that, Steve. Thank you, Jordan, for putting that in. And sorry yep. for your loss. Yep. Cutting back into the taxidermy game. Yeah. So two taxidermists in here, Julian. This is your first podcast ever. Yep. So welcome to the welcome to the game of hunting podcasts. <laughs> hey, wait, wait. I got, I got I got a joke. Two taxidermists walk into a uh, walk into a studio, and uh, I still live with my parents. My life is a joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm glad you're getting all this out of your system now. <laughs> I had to. I want because when this conversation gets good, I don't want to say anything stupid. <laughs> so let's start, let's start off with uh, this, Julian. We met you through uh, Jordan Johnson at Combination Creative. He made the introduction and. Uh, I shot my buck, my one on October 20th and my one November 4th. I brought one for a skull mount, and I have the 10-pointer back. Yep. Um, he's hanging in the living room. He looks awesome. So thank you for that, man, yeah. and uh, good good turnaround. It looks great. Um, 
so that was cool to kind of meet you through that. And then you're kind of you're getting a pile. I think you have Eric's muley. Yep. You have Doug's buck. Doug's buck. Yep. Um, Tank is dropping his off today. <laughs> yep. Yeah. My buck's sitting out on the porch right now. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Are you uh, tired of us yet? No. Heck no. <laughs> you tired of us yet? <laughs> I'm like, excited to mount the muley. I haven't done one of those yet, so it's, yeah, it'll be exciting. That will yeah. be cool. Yeah. So Can't thank wait. you for coming to the all the way from. Loudon, Loudon, and I, I and I, I would have uh, dropped a deer off to you. I just uh, the situation came up that uh, the buck I shot, I ended up dropping off to um, another taxidermist. I see. Who? Hey, you know, <laughs> I, I was literally, I was literally sitting in front of the guy's house, and Kurt calls me. He's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm dropping my deer off." He's like, "Oh, uh, Jordan's buddy." I'm like, "No, I never really got any information." So that was kind of a. Uh, no, it, we probably gave you the information. You're just yeah. an idiot. No, it was, yeah. it was weird. That's what like, happened. Because like Jordan was having like a, a, a something going, and I didn't want to bother him. But that's all right. I'll just charge a double next time. Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> just to make up for to make up for it. Yeah. But you know, yeah. And Kurt's like, why don't you, why don't you take it to him? I'm like, I'm literally sitting in front of this guy's house right now. He's walking out towards the car. It's just like, hey, screw you guy. I'm going somewhere else. So what's, <laughs> what's funny about that story is, I'm like, well, what are you going to get? Well, I don't know. I'm like. This is what I like, the semi-upright offset shoulder. Steve goes in there and starts throwing (laughs) form names. Oh, yeah, Joe Meter. Steve knows absolutely nothing about taxidermy. So he goes in there. He barely knows anything about hunting, no. let alone taxidermy. <laughs> Steve goes in there and is dropping these. you make it, baby. Yeah, you're going in there dropping form names and all this, and the guy's probably like, oh. And then you confused him because you don't know anything, and he thought you did, but then he realized you knew nothing. And then <laughs> he goes, he goes, why don't I just show you my uh, my form room here? And I was like, okay, I like that one. <laughs> I even sent you photos of my mounts, like, oh, this is what I'm talking about, or you could do this just to help you. And that was and, and that was my fault. And I told him right over your head. <laughs> hey, you know, I told him I was like, I was like, I thought this is a form, and I kind of re- reread the text. I like, go, oh, he was just talking about the way it goes, and he knew exactly like when I said, okay, he wasn't talking for it. He knew exactly what. Going for. I know Joe Meter. I taught him everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I probably. shook that guy's hand once. You know, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> so God. a fully upright backward sneak. Yeah. <laughs> like what is that? I want him looking at the wall. Can, 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 can you make the deer look a little confused? Like he doesn't really know what's going on, but like, but like, have the confidence, but he's confused. Can he do something like that? He was in the state of confusion when he came in, and I just really yeah. want that look back in his eyes. He, he looked hungry. Can you make that happen? <laughs> Two dead eyes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was smelling. Can you make his nostrils open like he's smelling too? <laughs> so let's, Julian. Let's just start with how people are familiar with Mark. So welcome mm-hmm. back, Mark. Yep. But Julian, let's start with like how did you get into taxidermy and just kind of explain that whole situation because I think there's a lot of people who think about mounting deer but never take the steps to try it. Yeah. <clears throat> so basically, you know, I grew up deer hunting. Absolutely loved handling deer, and um, when I was younger, I I tried to preserve some skins just by salt salting them and mm-hmm. thought they were good enough and then as the years went on um moved to iowa and met some friends up here that um he basically was like hey you you you're you should really just try taxidermy and mm-hmm. i think you would really enjoy it and so i just i got on youtube started looking at videos and i just jumped straight into it you know see that's awesome that's yeah. like this that's the way everyone hopes you were going to tell it you yeah. know what i mean because that's kind of the new age of like learning yeah. a craft now yeah it's back U- then i mean mark what yeah. year did you get into taxidermy uh, 2004 so and i mean youtube was around but 
Or was it? Was it? I don't think it was, dude. No, I think like not like it is now. No, yeah. yeah. So I mean, your process was, was a little but different, but yeah, I went to school out in uh, Northwest Iowa, School of Taxidermy in Spirit Lake. So, so it's kind of cool to hear yeah. like the, the two ways of jumping into it because neither one of them is incorrect because right. that's you're getting into it, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I think most people now is it's YouTube is where to go for information. So mm-hmm. right. I think that's going to inspire a lot of inspiring taxidermist you know yeah. so and the, yeah because there's a generation gap too like you know yeah, I'm obviously well how old are you i'm well, thir- 31 you're 30 okay yeah. so you're around our age and yeah. mark you're old enough to be our dad you yeah. know it's cool it's cool papa <laughs> come on dude he's a mature buck in here i'm showing him respect i'm not coming out and saying it so yeah. you just youtube and jumped yeah. into it and then uh how long after that like looking it up did you mount your first deer um so basically, I just you know I got on YouTube, started watching videos, um, ordered ordered some supplies that I thought I would need, and, yeah. And there was actually one guy from Illinois that he had a whole series, basically from beginning to end, and I just went step by step as I was watching it and did my first deer, and it it turned out nice mm-hmm. uh, until it dried, yeah. <laughs> and then you know the eyes kind of popped out a little bit because I didn't get them thin enough, and, right? Right. And so you know every every one that i would do you know just you learn something new and then i had a couple friends that were in taxidermy and i'd say hey i had this problem what do i need to do and they tell me and Mm -hmm, right and then um and then just meeting people in the taxidermy business and just you know having their their i mean a lot of them are gracious enough to give you their knowledge you know and yeah that's that's, a lot that's i hear that a lot from mark especially but i'm i've dabbled in taxidermy i've mounted one deer i've done i've helped mark out here and there at his shop and it seems like everyone is willing to share information. Oh, yeah. There is yeah. some secrets. Oh, yeah, there's secrets. But <laughs> for the most part, people are pretty willing to help. It, it's not like a cutthroat yeah. It type. didn't used to be that way. Oh, it didn't? No, uh-uh. no yeah. not before internet and all that. People cut, hung on to their secrets mm-hmm. for competition and stuff like that. But oh. actually, with social media, I think people become friends easier. Yeah. So yeah. it's easier to share things at the click of a button. Oh, yeah. So oh, I think it's sure. become... More understood that hey, wow. we're not going to die with all this knowledge being the old guys. Why don't right. we pass it along? But that, those old guys are kind of set in that way. That's yeah. how they were yeah. back then, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's kind of well. A that too, and it was probably area. like then if you wanted to network, you had to like go to like call a guy. Hey man, can I come over to your <coughs> shop? And yep. and then that's kind of like a weird like you're in my space type yep. thing if yep. you don't know. And now it's like oh, I kind of know you. I see see your photos online. We're friends on Facebook. We chat sometimes. It's different. Yeah. yeah. Right? But, oh, yeah. So that's interesting. That's cool, the two yeah. different uh, like perspectives on, on it. But so, I mean, once you did your first one, was that something you thought, like, I'm going to keep doing this, or and you just got obsessed with it over time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still obsessed. I, yeah. I, yeah. Once I get something on my mind, especially when deer season comes, it's like I can't relax until I get all the, the skins tanned or, you know, I, I – I just can't sit still. Right, like, you're gonna be real. Bu- you're yeah. gonna be real busy here with first season shotgun this I, weekend. I'm hoping so. You, yeah. Last year, I was more than double. I got more than double uh, the mounts that I did during the bow season. So right. usually shotgun seasons is the is the we'll say the money of the of the season. Well, so well, how, how long have you been doing taxidermy before? Hold on, real quick. While we're on that, uh, like the shotgun season coming up in Iowa or firearm yep. season. Oh yeah, I got my mount back today, right before we started recording. It looks awesome. So maybe just plug where people can find you and get a hold of you if they want something mounted if they're in our area. That oh, way, yeah. right now, since before we dive into yep. the whole episode, and I don't want to get lost in translation, like just where can people find you? Yeah, I'm I'm located in Loudon, Iowa. It's about forty miles northwest of the Quad Cities. Um, so <clears throat> right on Highway 30, it's pretty easy to find. Um, then I've got a I've got a um, 
a, ta- a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. It's Loker Taxidermy. And uh, just get on there. My my phone number's on there and address. And I'm cool. very responsive. You know, send me a message. I usually in, usually reply within minutes. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. I just want to get that out before we yeah. like yeah. dove in. Sorry, Steve. No, yeah. it's all good. So uh, how long have you been doing this for? I've only been doing it for right at three years. Okay. And uh, But I've been blessed with working with a couple of... Uh, master taxidermist and one i'm pretty sure he'll probably be best in the world this coming year and he's from wisconsin so name drop man it, well i i don't know if he'd want me to but it's clint, <laughs> mark, mark can you take a yeah. guess of who it is clint clint ricky yeah <laughs> yep. i went up there to his shop and uh, that's probably the best thing he ever did Clint's oh, a stud. I, I wished i could have he had me prepping capes so i didn't get to really watch the the mounting process that yep. he did and um but just just prepping the capes for somebody that is you know world class or best best (laughs) nation right i mean that was just knowledge in itself that's cool it kind of affirmed that the way i prepped my own capes um because basically i prepped one for him he said let me see what you can do and i prepped it for him he mounted it and i was like oh i guess i did it right damn (laughs) (laughs) never came back to you (laughs) nothing and then and then there was a few a few times where you know i took a form he's like all right set your ears on there and and yeah he tweaked them a little bit um but i mean yeah that's cool, man. And then I also do a lot of work for um, Old Barn Taxidermy mm-hmm. down in Southern Iowa. So, um, you know, Very cool. he's he's a master taxidermist too. So, real, cool. good, real good guy. It's cool that in the taxidermy game, if you will, that there's those guys that are they stand out as being iconic mm-hmm. or like the guy that everyone respects. Like you, Mark knew the name before you even said yeah. it. Yeah. And I feel like there's a good handful of those guys throughout the midwest yeah midwest especially i just know that you know we're in the midwest so i hear that more um i mean your top three taxidermists i mean do you have those top three in your head if you rattle them off like guys you'd want to work with yeah there's more than three though yeah well (laughs) you know there's a lot more some of the some of the people that are really good probably aren't very good to work with right if i look at their quality I'm like, okay, I would love to work with this guy. That way I can learn something. And right, okay. There's there's a lot of them out there. I mean, yeah. there's not just – I yeah. mean, they're all over, really. Hundreds. Well, oh, it's just yeah. crazy. <laughs> there's so many out there, too, that you don't even hear of. Like, local guys, like, you're 20 minutes from me, mm-hmm. Julian, and I, this is the first time I ever heard of you. Hey. So, I mean, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's where it starts, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, and I'm not from Iowa originally. I'm from southern Illinois. So, it, it's – for me – starting a business up here you know it's i'm going from nobody knowing me to you know i'm trying to get people to know me try sure. to you know trying to get my name out and yeah so, so you start with this podcast hey uh-huh. hopefully it helps i tell you what <laughs> i get i get my instagram page i get likes all the time uh followers and my, yeah. my facebook page you know so i mean you know that's, that's how you do it yeah man it is yep. so mark if you had the name like your top handful of guys or just a couple guys that, that stick out as tax service to your mind before uh, we go into the actual taxidermy combo. I guess uh, Clint, I mean, nailed it with Clint mm-hmm. Ricky, Neil Fowler, oh, yeah. Bill Yox. Mm-hmm. I could go on and on. Uh, Do those sound like boxers' names to Dennis, me? <laughs> Dennis Harris up in Michigan is probably one of the yeah. best taxidermists in the whole entire world. Um, gosh, there's so many. Kent Reedy's a duck guy from around here who's world champion. Corey Carruthers is in Iowa around here. He's a world champion. Two of the best duck guys, waterfowl guys, bird guys you'll ever meet in your life. Mm-hmm. See, what's crazy and kind of sad, I guess I'm looking at it from a certain perspective, is so many people are so passionate about deer hunting, 
but nobody knows who those people are. Right. Unless yeah, right. you, they're a local right. taxidermist. Yeah. To you. Right. Well, that should be the most important thing. A lot yeah. of people just try to find the cheapest person. Yeah. And yeah. you know they yeah. get the cheapest person and they get the cheapest quality and yeah. you know until you actually have somebody that's quality and does amount for you because this this is actually me. I'm talking about myself. Mm. I I had somebody. My dad said, "Hey, you should take that deer to this guy and." You know, he charged me 125 bucks. I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know? <laughs> he charged you a <laughs> I got it back, and I'm like, I'm looking at him like, oh, it doesn't look bad, you know. And I did another one, and I was like, yeah, it didn't look bad. And then I killed a 170-inch deer, and my best friend said, hey, there's, you're not taking this to nobody else except for this person. So I did it. You know, I paid four or something, 450 or something like yeah. that. You know, this is back in the uh, uh, 2008 or nine range. And mm-hmm. put it up on the wall by the other two, and I was like, Yep, that can't happen. So I took the two down, <laughs> cut the antlers off of them. You know, skull capped. I picked the antlers out, uh-huh. threw the bodies away, and I read. I had them redone. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm gonna redo them because I want all of my mounts to be my. See, right. that's cool. Mine, that's so. Yeah. See, that's something I kind of learned too. Like, I was always interested in taxidermy, and I got a lot of deer done by. Yeah, they look like deer to the normal person. No, oh, that's a good. They looking at. They're looking at the antlers. Yeah. Oh, that looks good. But like now I look at like the way the earbuds are done on a lot of the older ones I got and I'm yeah. like, oh my god, like <laughs> one of my biggest deer just looks so wonky. <laughs> like to most people he looks good, but to yeah. me now, especially working with Mark and going yeah. to texture me school, I look at him like oh, man. It's depressing. What a shame. Yeah, it's you know, depressing. but you got to kind of think about that. That's like you got to have like an eye for that. It's you got to like get a have... shitty tattoo for you get a really good one. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> also, like you got to have an ear for music. Like Jordan can attest to this. Like, yeah, there's, you know, hip hop out there, but then there's the stuff that me, Jordan, and Chip City listen to. And it's just like, okay, you know, if you don't have an ear for it, you don't know what you're l- listening to. But when you finally get opened up to that world. Any type of art. Yeah. It's yeah. wild. I mean, oh. you know, yeah, any type of like pro wrestling. That's an art, you know? You gotta have an eye for talent. There it is. There it is. Good work. You guys like that? You guys like that build up? And I sunk you guys in, and you guys are agreeing with me. And the pro wrestling. Like, like I've said a million times, though, people just don't know what deer really look like. Yeah, that's right. true. That's yeah. the best way to explain. Even it. when you go to school, I thought I knew. Yeah. What a deer look like. You have no idea what the eye shape. Well, is I mean, like. just hearing Mark talking, like he'll go up to a deer and the point ear. things out. Yeah. You know about ears and the eyes. I'm like. I would never know that. Yeah. Yeah. We did a tip yeah. video on our YouTube once, and you did like the simplest thing. It was you took a brush and you were I think just I was just grooming it. Yeah. yeah, and you were just brushing down. You're yeah. like, because think about it. In the wild, deer getting rained on. Yep. You know, they're not yeah. perfectly groomed, and it just looked. Yeah. It was that little simple trick. Yeah, everybody that, grooms them straight back. Yeah, yeah. and you went straight and down, more like and the it water was like, shut off yeah, and, damn. So let's do this then um, for everyone listening. I want to start like basically from, and I want you guys both as much as you can to kind of give your involvement here from a guy shoots the buck he's mm-hmm. been chasing. He mm-hmm. hasn't even thought about the mount yet because he just wants to get that deer down. It finally happens. Let's start there. He gets up on it and he he walks up on the deer and he's going to field dress it. Maybe give two things that you guys like to see or hate to see, some, maybe some nightmares, anything, but just give listeners like a tip. If they're going to bring a deer into their taxidermist or to you guys, what for step one? Yep. Go ahead, Julian. Yeah. Thanks, so, you know, step one, and you're obviously going to try to field dress the deer. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, well, I can't say a lot of people, but because I think there's a lot more information right now as far as when it comes to actually caping a deer. So, um you know the main thing is, is don't don't cut up too far to the brisket you know i mm-hmm. mean we can sew pretty good but sometimes you know you can't hide 
hide right. it all. So I would say stop somewhere between the front shoulder or the the two the front legs, mm-hmm. and um, and then a foot behind the the front shoulders. I would at least a foot. Mm-hmm. If you're not sure, just bring the whole cape in. That's I mean a lot of people do that too. Just yeah. the whole cape, and then I'll lay it out, and then I'll cut it where I want it. You know, and mm-hmm. um, and then you know on the back side of the front legs, there's a white brown line. Um, I like to follow that up to the armpit mm-hmm. and then go straight back. And then where your, um, your cut around the deer is, you know, a foot behind the, yeah. the, the front shoulders, then, um, kind of tie that all together. And then actually doing it that way, it's easier to kind of fold the, the, uh, the brisket, you know, where the hair in the, on the, the brisket is, you know, fold that up yeah. and then it just kind of peel, peels down through the neck. Okay. And now um, would you yeah. rather have someone bring the deer to you for you to cape out so you know it's done right or i mean i mean i did yeah yeah. well you know i've had which i I guess if i do that if i say this i might get like a whole bunch of people doing this but some people bring me a deer the whole deer's there and i'll just hang it up right there and i'll i'll actually go ahead and just butcher the whole thing careful (laughs) i know but that's for for select few friends and stuff (laughs) yeah because i have have never caped a deer in my life and it terrifies me that i'm just gonna mess it up you know yeah my 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 fear was you know like when a few people this year brought it was okay we just caped it now it's the meat's hanging you don't want to put that meat and your dirty pickup. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. what I'll probably end up doing is is uh, I'll have some like giant um, like contractor bags, or contractor something. bags, or some kind of plastic, and then yeah. you know we cape it out, wrap it around it, and we mm. did that with Doug's deer, I believe. I think it was yeah. his. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What you got? Anything to add to you that, Mark? Or get a roll of this queen. You could cut it to length and wrap it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I guess same thing. I always say, I always tell everybody stop as soon as you when you're gutting it. When you come to that cartilage, it's mm-hmm. at the base of the ribs. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Just don't go any farther, and you'll right. be perfect. Mm-hmm. you got to reach up in there farther and get a little bloodier to reach up there and cut the esophagus and all that stuff But out. you're going to get bloody anyway, but so who the hell yeah, cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't make extra work for your taxidermist, because, especially if you cut down through the hair. Mm-hmm. The biggest tip of the day, if you ever stick your knife in a deer, turn it upside down, stick it in, and cut up from the skin up out through the hair. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. cut straight down on the hair. Yep. <laughs> yep. Cut hair is a nightmare. Yeah. What are you looking at, what are you looking at Kurt? <laughs> so I guess... You're bitch ass biggest thing is when <laughs> when you bring them home you know don't drag them through the woods if you're yeah. gonna mount it you know terrible over logs and stuff don't drag them backwards and i guess a lot of people don't know this one but don't bring your buck home hang him upside down by his feet put a 40 pound bag of ice in him and yeah. let it melt in him oh yeah because you will have the most water swollen face you ever saw oh, yeah. you ever seen a donkey deer like that it's just the whole face is just, <laughs> and then the whole up. time you're skinning it, it's leaking and yeah. pouring all over the counter. And yeah. That just and is wa- a bacteria yeah. field. Yeah, and water waters promotes bacteria yeah, big Yeah, time. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So don't, they have horns hang, or antlers, hang them by the antlers. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have horns. <laughs> you, you know how many times we hear horns on the podcast, yeah. but yeah. it's like a southern yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's like guys know they're not horns. They just, yeah. oh, yeah, I found a good horn shed hunt. <laughs> yeah. like, well, no, you didn't. Well, it's and funny because like, <laughs> there's, like, my, my family was in uh, town for Thanksgiving, and they were like, oh, you shot a buck. How many horns did he have? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah. And then Zero. basically get them, get them, make sure it's cold. If it's warm yeah. out, you got to get bags of ice in it. And you got to get it to your taxidermist or mm-hmm. your meat processor, processor as soon as possible. Yep. Okay. So field care is 
one of the most important. It's the most, most important thing, thing you can do yeah. if you're going to get it mounted. Uh, not dragging it backwards is a cool thing because I've seen yeah. people pull deer out and it's just skin off the side. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, what'd you do? Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing, you another know? big one is a lot of people want to take them home and hang them in the tree and then blast them with the garden hose yeah. and wash all that blood off them. That's a that's feeding bacteria too. Yeah. Don't Moisture. get the hide all wet like that. Don't spray your deer with a garden hose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never rinse yeah, off a, a steak <laughs> and leave it sit on your counter sopping wet for a day yeah. or two. Nope. Wait, you're not you supposed don't do to do that? that? Yeah, yeah, you're actually not. <laughs> just, just, keep, <laughs> yeah. just keep in mind, you know, once you kill the deer, it's already starting to decompose. Yep. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes, and I, you know, I, like I said, I worked for uh, a old barn down there too, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he's a tannery. So, you know, you can send your capes down there, you know, as a taxidermist. And mm-hmm. he, you know, I talked to him this past um September, I had a youth deer brought in, and <clears throat> I was tanning it, and had a couple spots on it that were were slipping. I'm like, I'm freaking out because slipping I, I, is just for people at home. Yeah, okay, yeah, slipping is basically where bacteria had set in, and the hair starts to fall out, and so you got a bare spot. You know, um, we can cut those out if they're you know not too big, and then sew it, you know, sew it together and right. cover it up. But um, you know, in September it was warm. It was a, I mm-hmm. think it was 60, 70 degrees, oh, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and everybody wants to take pictures obviously mm-hmm. well it just so happened that this was a once in a lifetime cape i mean you're not going to get this big of a deer 24 inch neck you know this early in the season and nice short hair high and, oh just barely just yeah just a little fuzz you know and yeah. um i had a couple spots that were starting to slip and i was freaking out and i was talking to sam down there and he's like you know sometimes it just it just happens you know and yep. so the main thing is you kill a deer take your pictures and get them in the freezer or to a taxidermist as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And that will eliminate that. You know, if you kill your, you know, you kill a deer, you want your cape on that deer. And if you, yeah, right. <laughs> if you ruin your cape by letting it slip, then. Yeah. You know how many guys I've had call, come to me and yeah, I got a deer and I'm going to bring it to you. And they come out and I'm like, it's like, looks bad. The eyes are all dried up yep. in the head. And yeah. I'm like, how long ago did you shoot this deer? Oh, five days ago. It's yep. been hanging in the barn. Yep. Yeah, well, uh, yep. that cape's going to be screwed. I just had one <laughs> yeah. three weeks ago. The guy brought it in, and first thing he said was, I killed it Thursday. And I'm like, oh, like two days ago Thursday? And he said, no, last week Thursday. I'm like, oh, that's a week in two days, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I said, and then and then he brought it in, and it was split all the way up to the, the wow. white patch in the front. So I said, God. nope, we're definitely redoing that one. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You go over and you start sniffing them. Yeah. No, you could smell it. As soon as he, as soon yeah. as he brought it into the shop, I was like, yeah, that one's not good. Well, some yeah. people just don't know. Yeah. Right. No. Nope. Right. Well, he the first thing he said Crazy was, though. you know, well, I just thought, I was always told you taxidermists don't like them frozen when you bring them in. I'm like, well, I mean... It's nicer when they're not, you know, bring (laughs) them in fresh. It's easier for us to go ahead and, you know, get the skull out and everything. And if we can't get to it then, you know, we can fold it up and put it in the freezer, you know. Yeah. But um, freeze it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 If you you can't get it to us, freeze it. It's kind of a double-edged sword because it is nice when somebody brings them to you and they're ready to skin. But if you freeze them for a day or two, then it kills the ticks. Then we don't get ticks crawling well, all over us. I did have one the other day. It was in the freezer for a week. A week? A week. Really? I thawed that sucker out, and that I I had ticks on me. Really? I kept on feeling something scratching my leg down there. I looked Holy down, I had crap. a tick. And then the next day, I woke up, and <laughs> I was scratching my butt. And 
Pop the tick off. Okay, quick question. This is kind of like a random Quick question. Who wakes up scratching their butt? That's everybody. Yeah. How many taxidermists get Lyme disease? I don't know the number, but I do know people that have had it. Yeah. It sucks. I heard it's like having the flu for five years. Yeah. I know a guy who had to go to California and get special treatments and was probably going to die. That's crazy. Avril Levine had it. A tick. Yeah. Yeah. And she fell off. Man, that's not good. Well, no, she apparently died, and there's a new one that they brought in. There's a whole conspiracy that that's oh, not that. Yeah, that's probably living. true. That's she, they that use true. Lyme disease as a, as a it's probably true. counter. She's, they don't even have Lyme up in Canada, I don't think. <laughs> okay, so listeners got the field prep. They've done every, everything correctly. They get the deer to you guys. Pull your ticks off. Will you give people a 10% discount if they de-tick the deer? <laughs> Honestly, those southern, southern Iowa deer are nasty yeah they well, are just loaded remember well, mine last from, year from hey, Iowa. Was terrible. mine was bad everyone i see that eric or doug kills yeah, yeah. it's like bald spots on the shoulders from ticks just yep. killing that's them. that's doug's deer i mean i got done tanning and i flipped it back outside look at the hair you know and it's just like dang that thing is tore oh, up. Yeah. can you imagine how those deer they probably don't even notice it because they've born and just done it but you imagine can I ask a stupid oh my, question? That would be so miserable. Well, that's why they got those rub marks a lot of times. It's so freaking annoying that they just rub yeah. on stuff Ugh. and break the hair and bald yeah. spots. Yeah. And can, can it's I not a, that the tick actually no, eats and cuts the hair. It's actually that it's annoying them. They rub really? against trees. and Because yeah. mine, the throat patch was almost gone because he was yeah. rubbing on it and shit because yep. there were so many ticks on my yeah. buck last year. Oh, my. That I has will, to be the most miserable think of, existence. Think about it. Them ticks, when they fill up with blood, they get it bigger than the end of your pinky finger sometimes. Yep. Can you oh imagine having that thing hanging on you, sucking on you? I'd Everyone right now uh, listening to the podcast, if you're driving, you're sitting there, you're itching your back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah when I'm skinning deer, I itch, I itch things that don't itch. Oh, just, yeah. When you get one tick on, yeah, then you're like your whole Freak body out. is yeah. freaking itching. Your I'm itching, dude. <laughs> <laughs> They're on me. Yeah, they suck. I'm kidding. Yeah. Are, are, deer, are deer immune to Lyme disease? I just got to know. I, was, I don't I even know. I haven't asked one. I'm not I sure. <laughs> I mean, because uh, you possums know, are. Possums, possums are. Yeah. Possums are. Okay, so oh, yeah, like you would it. assume that if deer always have that many on maybe they wouldn't be, but like yeah, I would assume that it doesn't like, affect them. They have them. to be apparently. Hey, yeah. Do you think? Do you think that the government knows that they get Lyme disease, but they're like uh, they're they're inventing this disease called CWD? <laughs> I'm about to mute your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking questions, man. I'm not making yeah. statements. I'm asking questions. Dumb questions. Back on track yeah. here yeah. Yeah. you guys get the the cape into your taxidermy shop yep. first thing is you you cape the head out skin it mm-hmm. out then like what's the first a lot of guys have questions on like well how's it preserved or even like a non-hunter they see the deer on the wall they're like they, i think i honestly think 80 percent of people who don't hunt that look at a deer head they think you cut it off and put it on the wall <laughs> it's well, stuffed yeah. you know or, yeah. or, put the, or actually use the they real just, skull you know yeah paper, yeah they think that like there's yeah. real bones in there or well, whatever it's like growing up that's what i thought it was the actual well, skull in there and shit i you mean know? 50 to 100 years ago they did use them yeah I mean, right yep which is cool as hell. yeah they used yeah. a skeleton and attached it to the head the skull and then used wire or plywood and yep Poured foam around it, clay, then paper mache, awesome, plaster. I mean, you can you do a throwback taxidermy? I kind of want one. Hey. You tear old mounts no, apart, you know. and you're surprised what's in them. 
They yeah. just throw like shoes was, and all kinds yeah. of shit in there. Yeah, fiberglass. <laughs> a couple bowling shoes. Asbestos. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, let's talk about like you know once it's caped off. I mean, what's the process from there? I mean, whoever wants to start first, we'll just kind of run through. I want to run through the process of well, it. Before so you guys start, I got a skedaddle. You uh, gotta go work. Yep. All right, get the uh, hell out of here. I'm tired of know. looking at you. You're putting the working class and working class bow hunter, man. Work right, is overrated. Go well, would you? <laughs> yeah. Go well, would you? I'm going to try. Hey, Eric, get the hell out of <laughs> here before I beat the dimes. hell out of you. <laughs> <laughs> stack some dimes. He's got a stack of dimes that he calls a neck. Well, I got your mule deer in the tan, so. Perfect. I can't wait to see that sucker. <laughs> Big old floppy Take what mark are you on? Uh, not that one. There, there it is. All right. All right. <laughs> see you, dude. Have a good day at work, right. Eric. Go make me proud. <laughs> Drive safe. Later, brother. He is my brother. Mm, well, you guys look related. Anyway. Uh, all, right, uh, all right, now we can talk trash yeah. about him. Yeah. Okay, we're st- <laughs> I hate I'm, I'm trying to get along with the process here. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember where we're at. Right, tanning you process. Say, tanning, tanning process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The tanning process. Yeah, I guess the first thing we do is skin the face out and then uh, cut the skull cap off and then clean that and then you start preserving the skin which there's a million different methods to preserve the skin but you got to split the lips eyes mm-hmm. nose ears when, turn well, all that inside how do you out. explain splitting like the lips and the yeah. eyes and stuff basically when you skin the animal out you try to leave a, a little bit of skin so you can have it to tuck in your tear ducts and your eyes and your lips tuck into the form <clears throat> tuck into mm-hmm. the form you cut a little groove in the form so you can tuck the skin up in there so basically everything you almost see is pretty much hair goes right up to the corner of the mouth or the edge of the mouth or the Mm -hmm. edge of the eyes and into the nostrils but there's there's bald skin that's tucked in all those little grooves so how how much skin is there about a quarter inch through 16 some people some people do it without eyelids without skin tucked they do yeah Yeah. super super good too yeah yeah so but anyway um so basically when you skin the deer out you have the lips there's a double fold of lip meat right there and you have to actually fillet that open and split Mm -hmm. that lip all the way around the whole entire mouth underneath the nose then you got their nostrils have cartilage inside of them and little flaps in there and curves and turns so you got to split those and open the nostrils up and remove some of the cartilage and then the eyes are the same way there's their inside eyelid skin that touches their eyeball folds in and up well then you have to split that open and open up the eyelids more Mm -hmm. so you'll have something to tuck and then the ears you turn inside out by splitting there's cartilage inside the ears you have to turn the skin as you go inside out like a sock Mm -hmm. and skin all the way around the the top but you don't do that with the snout do you like do you turn that inside (coughs) out when you're trying to get well there's nothing to tuck on the nose you're saying yeah Yeah, it's like when you're trying to like split the lip and stuff and and get that cartilage in the nose you're talking about cutting like you're not are you just kind of reaching in there no when you that's a confusing yeah when (laughs) when you skin down the front of the deer's face when you get to the the septum, which is the cartilage that yeah. divides the nostrils, you cut straight down with your knife, and you get to the top of the bone and cut this way towards the oh, front of the okay. skin. Oh, okay, I got you. So I you basically you. only have a chunk of cartilage, the septum that divides is the it, I'm nostrils. trying to think okay. about how to explain this to the listeners. When they say, like, split the lips, it's almost like you're filleting it open so it lays flat so there's extra skin to yes. tuck into a groove. Yes. So when I was learning taxidermy, and I still don't, like, know it by any means – I would never get the lips 
or the eyelids or even like anywhere that needs tucked, even the ears, I, I would never get them split far enough. Mm-hmm. And so at, when I was working with you, Mark, you're always like, ah, you're almost there. But <laughs> yeah. it's, I, did, I was always scared of cutting too far and cutting a hole in it, yep. especially the ear. I don't know how many ears, like I think, I don't know, is that your shop? Or ears, are, like, ears are very taxing. Ears are the hardest part of taxidermy. I did a lot of ear sewing because yeah. I cut holes in the ear and be like, oh shit. If, but yeah. I, could, I was always scared to cut too far to split the lips too far yeah. but you would grab it and hit it with a sharp knife and just be like oh right here i'm like oh i didn't yeah. realize that yeah 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 you got to feel it with your fingers yeah. and and keep it's going crazy. until the very end of the cartilage because if you don't see how the ends of those ears are curled a little bit there's a mount in the studio for yeah oh yeah my bad yep um <laughs> see how they're curled a little bit yep. they're probably not split all the way to the end so you got flat you know leather there flat skin there that has nothing supporting it yeah. so when it dries it curls and twists gotcha so gotcha. you got to split them all the way out so, to the edges for either your ear liners or your bondo whichever method you use which yeah. i prefer the look of ear liners which <clears throat> yeah. you guys both use ear liners do you yeah, yeah. i yeah. prefer bondo yeah. you're a deer's part el camino at that point <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's there's kind of a bondo camp and an ear liner yeah. camp as far as taxidermy goes <laughs> What's the, so bondo like so with an ear let's liner get the, let's get there getting, though we're not there yet we're not there oh okay yet. yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, I want to touch on i want i want to hit the process i want gotcha, people to be able gotcha. to follow the process so splitting the lips splitting yeah. the eyelids all that yeah. once that's done i mean what other like fleshing is a term people hear a lot in taxidermy Kind of break down, Julian, I guess you want to start with what is fleshing and what is the point of it? Yeah. Um, so I guess there's, to me, there's two types of fleshing. You got the you got the fleshing where you got to get the red meat and the fat and all the, the grime and gristle off of the actual cape. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that, the stuff that's prone to rot. Yeah. So once you get that all off, you know, I mean, you got bare skin basically, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, and then the second type of fleshing is where after you've tanned it, then you got it on the fleshing wheel and you're, you're taking layers of skin mm-hmm. off, you know, and getting, getting it as, thin, it, get it as, as thin as possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much what fleshing is. I mean, what's the, for people that are wondering, what's the way to do that? I know there's fleshing machines. It's, it's just basically a blade that you kind of run sections of hide over is there not like a handheld tool that you can like like a cheese grater or like not do like a, like where it's like making slices you yeah, know what i mean yeah like there's a, a, a mini flesher yeah. it's run off of uh, compressed oh, air th- yeah that's oh the, no that's a, you have one of those i got Mark. one of those no, yeah. mine's electric and they have compressed okay, yeah. air ones and oh, they have the mini you're talking manual you're tool. probably yeah, talking I'm, I'm like a mini of... wizard it's got a little stainless steel wheel on it that that's spins it. yeah that's exactly what i was talking about okay i don't know what that is then it's got a little cupped edge on it yeah, probably the mini wizard. I got one of them too. They're all right. I remember you busted <laughs> that out one day, and we're and I. It just looks like a satisfying tool to use. Yeah, I, I like the little mini flesher. It's cool. Well, you yeah. got something on your uh, your impact or whatever was it? A drill? I thought you were doing like when we were talking about a turkey thing, uh, or maybe it was a scrub brush or something. Were you like taking a bunch of stuff off? Oh, I use a four and a half inch belt sander, <laughs> oh, or okay. not belt sander, uh, four and a half inch uh, oh, grinder with the paddle disc sanding. Like oh, a flat sanding wheel, wheel oh, flapper okay. wheel. It's not really a flapper wheel, though. It's a flat disc, and it's got, like, angled steps 
of yeah. sandpaper glued all the way yeah. around. Yeah, it. I was oh, using yeah. it. Yeah. When they come back from today. the tannery, I send mine up to uh, the wildlife gallery, and they put an alum tan on it. So when it comes back, that's what I was doing to yours last night is finishing the final flushing because basically we flesh mm-hmm. and take the excess meat off, like Julian said, so we can get our salt to penetrate the hide because mm-hmm. you salt the hide to pull the moisture out of it to remove any chance of bacteria growing mm-hmm. and to set the hair so it won't slip. Well, then you put it into a pickle, depending on how there's a lot of different ways to tan, lots of pickle recipes, lots of acids, lots of different things. People soak them in to actually preserve the hide while you're doing what Julian said was the, the final flushing, the mm-hmm. thinning of the skin. To So when you mount your deer, the thinner the skin is, the more detail you can get in it and the less it shrinks mm-hmm. and shrivels. <clears throat> so basically we're fleshing to get it to those... We salt them, pull a little moisture out, put it in the pickle. Then your or your tanning agent. There's mm-hmm. a there's so many different ways to tan. I can't even. I don't. You, yeah. you don't even want me to get into it. Yeah. Really. Now, why does that <laughs> term stick around? Is it because like did they used to set them out? Because I, I watched some documentary about some. Uh, I think our president called it a shithole country, but they're like they had this. <laughs> they called it a giant tannery, and it was like these old like ruins. And you look out, and it's like the size of a football field, and they just had all these sheepskins out and they were like you know they're putting them in different brines but they were like it was open so it was getting i i always thought that the old school way was yeah you'd set it out there and dry the skin out you are killing me today son is that that's different that's just air drying you are killing me right now this tanning then what is that why is that term how is that killing you? That's a legitimate question that people are wondering. You just took us way off <laughs> into like some ancient <laughs> ruins of yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was something I saw on Travel Channel, but I'm I thought that's where that term came from to dry the skin out. Well, why is that? Is that not, you can uh, air dry? You can air dry skins. A lot of times they yeah. do that with African skins because they don't have tanneries in you know yeah. in the desert over there. Yeah, so they air dry them and then they'll ship them back to you know whoever the customer was and they get them treated here with the usda and yeah and then then you can rehydrate them and start the tanning process so your air drying is or salt drying you can air or salt dry a cape and not tan it and it'll hang just like that or you can freeze it but it won't last forever no you gotta tan it so tanning to me seemed like and maybe i overcomplicated in my head it seems like a complicated process yeah but you do a lot of your tanning at home don't you julian for the ones you work on at home right yeah yeah i i I use a couple different methods um like like he was saying there's an alum tan i I can do an alum tan Mm -hmm. um and then but the most of what i do is called a, a a pro max it's it's um it's kind of it's a little bit different than putting it in a pickle um I don't have the room and space to go and put something in a pickle and then or salt them and then put them in a pickle and then and then actually brush on tan them or, or right. whatever method they use. So I uh, I've got I used the Pro Max and um, you know so after I fleshed them out and turned everything mm-hmm. um, I use um, big well I'll post a picture on my page but um, it's big buckets put like five gallons of water in there yeah. and like I, I use six pounds of salt and then I put the um, tanning agent that mm-hmm. it's like eight ounces of it mix it up in there and then you know you can let it soak for three five seven days like that and yeah it's kind of like croton yeah that's what um, i was gonna say it's like croton so there and, there, and you know there's a couple there's a couple like best in world type people that use croton mm-hmm. um okay. it's i i'm gonna start learning the pickle methods because I, I feel like they give you just a 
a little better uh, quality as far as um, you can kill more bacteria in it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like what I was saying earlier about I had that, that slippage, you know, with that one deer. Right. I, I probably could have avoided that maybe just a little bit, but some deer are just, there's, you just can't avoid it. So. Right. Like I heard, uh, not to go off way off topic, like black bears are really prone to slippage. Yeah. It's just yeah. the way they You're are. You're better off sending those to a tannery that yeah. does it you know antelope because you shoot them when it's 90 degrees out yeah. sometimes yeah. Foxes, travel back and foxes tails and ears coyotes because they eat dead shit yeah really yeah. that's crazy because bacteria get, or yeah just, yeah mm-hmm. wow okay so, so the tanning process is uh you know that however long it takes to tan it you pull it out of the tan and then then what and whoever wants to go well basically like i said with tanning there's there's a million different ways, so the procedure when you're done with it is a little different. But usually what you do is, to skip all that other stuff, is to rehydrate the skin if it's dry tanned. If it's wet tanned, then you still usually do a little rinse and soak it up a little bit so you get more stretch out of it. But basically, if it's tanned, you're ready to mount whenever you're ready to go. So you do all your form prep work and set your antlers and get which, all the... Which, talk about uh, form prep a little bit. Talk about... Um what a form is because there's a lot of people i think are going to miss that little detail and that's that's true that's the biggest part of what your mount kind of before you before you get that so if you pull it out of the pickle uh you know say you do that pickle and you pull it straight out of the the liquid how long does it have to wait to dry i mean you said you can mount it can you mount it right away or do you got to let it dry for it just depends on the method. Just depends on, okay, so my it's method, every, every method's different. My method, then. no. When I pull it out of the pickle, I, I neutralize it in yeah. baking soda for 30 minutes, and then I do a couple rinses, and then I lightly salt it to pull the moisture out, then I rub my tanning agent in, okay. and then I hang it on drying sticks to dry because that salt makes the, the, the hide yeah, gotcha. thirsty for the tanning oil to suck into mm-hmm. it. So, and basically tanning can get very, yeah, it is. When I went to school, it can get really high tech. So Mm -hmm. I would, I would say as a customer, you would, that would be one of the questions I would ask a taxidermist. What kind of tanning methods do you use? Cause some use, you know, just magic powder and <laughs> and some do a million different if ways they, so they say they use borax somebody has a borax <laughs> thing like that. yeah yeah now, borax is not a tan it's just a right. it's just a preservative to help with right. the bugs you know right it, basically, really basically it's laundry soap yeah but it has things in it that actually keep bugs away and yeah preserves things. only thing i've but, ever used borax on is turkey fans yeah. well yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah, that's when birds. all the flesh is gone pretty so, much so i mean but, basically yeah. with skin i mean i when i went to school they gave us this book and it broke down the epidermis layers of the skin and there's like six different layers of the skin and why you tan and why you pickle and why you salt and why you do what you do because you're removing fats and oils and things out of that skin cellulose and things like that with the acid if you never put it in an acid pickle you basically you're not completely tanning the skin as far mm-hmm. as I learned. Now yeah. there's sulf, there's aluminum, alum, mm-hmm. my bad, yeah. alum methods and stuff, the uh, aluminum sulfate and stuff like yeah. that that does penetrate the skin too, and and mimic do some of the same things. Yeah. But so basically, once you pull it out of that acid, that that also plumps up the skin so you can flush them easier yeah. when you have them in a salt in a pickle. 
So then you got to neutralize it to remove the acid out of that skin, and you got to watch your pH levels and all that stuff. But anyway. Oh, my God. My brain hurts. Yeah, yeah. I know. Tanning, <laughs> that's why I said yeah. I almost didn't want to go down that yeah. rabbit hole. All right. I'm sorry I asked. So basically, I stop asking questions. Just basically ask them, <laughs> ask them what their tanning method is and if it's something that's been around for a while and been proven. Yeah. Because there's a million shortcuts and, yep. you know, so. See, I like using the auto tanner as well. It's just a big cylinder <clears throat> you put your skin in and water and then you got the alum crystals mm-hmm. um you pour that in there and you pressurize it which there's kind of a a thing with the pressure they don't oh we don't need pressure oh it needs the pressure you know yeah. but um it always comes out a really soft uh, skin a real real pretty uh mm-hmm. um the actual skin is you know real pretty looking yeah and, um the hair turns out real nice and all I mean, right, so now so I hate to, I hate so, to ask because you guys have dropped this. You don't have term. to ask, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because I'm curious now. <laughs> Not to take us off track, but you, you, you yeah, guys don't take us alum, off track. Uh, the alum, me- alum, yeah. yeah, alum method. What, what is that in a nutshell? Because you guys drop that casually, and we I don't just know. There <laughs> is a. It's basically it's, aluminum it's, sulfate. A, yeah. It's another chemical okay. that they use to tan. It's aluminum sulfate. It's just, a and different I don't way. know how to explain it exactly because yeah, I'm not a tanner. Yeah. There's some mounts I believe in like the Smithsonian that were mounted in like the 1800s, and they, they're they're still you know real nice by by the alum tans. Um, the one crazy. thing with alum tan is is if you get into a, hum- a humid environment, you could actually break it down over time so oh, i got you you know if you take if so, this drives me nuts if person comes pick up the deer they put it in their garage and it's 110 <laughs> degrees that. outside <laughs> and 100 percent humidity i'm like man that thing and you know with an alum tan you're just you're just asking for trouble it's getting moisture drying out yeah getting moisture drying out so you're better off a, a controlled environment is is where right. you want to storm even a, even a what I'll call a real tan with the pickle and okay, you know it, that you still want to keep them in, in a controlled environment. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. So okay. let's go to the let's start at the forms. You talked yep. about doing form prep after mm-hmm. the the tides uh, tide hide is ready. <laughs> um, Borax form is the thing that you know that's what people see the mount. That's yeah. where it comes alive at. Not you know what I'm saying. Like that's yeah. I don't. It doesn't come alive there because it comes alive way later in the process, but. That's what gives it it's it's, 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 a, it's the guts of the form. It's I mean, the it's, guts of the yeah. form. It's the structure the, the for foundation. your skin. It's basically it's basically a foam form. It, it's basically made out of expand of expand of foam or whatever you know. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's 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 the muscle. Like if you take if you take your deer and you skin it, and take the cape off. Well, then what you see with the meat and everything, that's what you're seeing with the form, except it's solid and right. It's foam. Is that how they used to make forms, or is that how they still do make forms? Is take a mold of a skinned out mature whitetail buck and, or how do you, um, do you yeah, guys know that the you origins told us of that? that? Like they kill a deer and they put it in like half sand or something like that. Well, you remember you, you telling me that you, you can basically yeah. back in the day they would take measurements of the carcass, carcass measurements, yeah. mm-hmm. and they would make a carcass sketch so they would remember all those circumferences and stuff like that and nose to eye measurements and then you build an armature basically yeah. you take wire you take the skeleton part of the skeleton you Man, take plywood this is a long time ago you're talking and that's yeah. why people say stuffing something because they used to take wire and make like a, a armature out of it like a structural like a little and zeppelin pack the armature full of cotton batting yeah. or wood wool and and or make them out of paper mache so basically it's a carcass measurement and carcass sketch is how yeah. they would and that was now, like when neck mounts were a thing yeah, yeah that's why they did it it's just too much work <laughs> the worst looking worst looking mounts yeah they're yeah, horrible <laughs> but the, the amount of work that was so you had to be an architect 
and an artist. Well, Dude, I guess not, they're not the really because they were they weren't that good. They at making oh no, they were just dog shit. <laughs> yeah. They don't look like yeah. deer back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are just straight dog shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. cotton balls in a sock. You're good. Yeah. So <laughs> modern forms though are like solid foam, and it, you still do see the muscle definition yeah. in the uh, one of the cover arts for this episode. I have uh, my eight point that's at Mark's shop, mm-hmm. and you can see. So I have. The photo of you and your your mouse, the blue ribbons on them. I'll add that in there. Yeah, and then the Not uh, perhaps regular blue ribbons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the yeah, thank you, Steve. Glad you're here. And then uh, <coughs> you can see the actual form, which is why I included that photo on there. So yeah. people, because people don't realize, I'll send that photo to guys because I I'm kind of familiar with that. I'll send the photo of my eight point rack on that form, and they're like. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, I thought that was like a. If you're a deer hunter, you should yeah. know. Like, but yeah. maybe, I, maybe not. But yeah. the form is what the skin goes over. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, if you come into the shop, and I'll ask you, you know, what was he doing at the time of your hunt? Yeah. Do you want to incorporate that position into? You know what you want to mount them as. What's your house like? Are your ceilings high or your ceilings low? Mm-hmm. Where do you want to hang him? Is you know he needs to look towards the center of the room, basically. Usually, what's or your social show, security number? Yeah, or yeah. Show, <laughs> show off. You know, show off the best side of the rack one yeah. way or another. Yeah. So I talked to you about how to do your pose: head up, head down, yeah. semi sneak, full upright, yeah. all that stuff. So basically, those forms. Somebody at a at the supply company. Uh, is sculptors. There's paid sculptors in taxidermy that get paid to... Somebody kills a deer that's a certain size. They make a mold of it. You can lay it in sand, make it... Or you can make a two-part fiberglass mold by burying it halfway up in clay, molding one side, making a fiberglass jacket for that mold, flipping it over, burying it halfway again, or using your mother mold. Make a two-part fiberglass mold, then they bolt them together, put a piece of plywood in the back, cut a hole in it, and they have this mold hanging upside down. And like Julian said, they inject them with... It's a it's like a three-pound density uh, expanding styrofoam. Mm-hmm. It fills up. Boom. There's a form. Mm-hmm. Unbolt it. Bolt it back together. Put some wax on the inside so it'll come out. Pour some foam in there. Boop, there's another one. So That's they crazy. can build all these poses, and you look in the catalog and pick what form you want, what pose you want, according to the measurements mm-hmm. that the taxidermist takes of your deer. Yep. So there's a nose-to-eye measurement. There's a neck measurement, circumference right under the chin. Then you come three inches down under the chin and over the atlas muscles. Mm-hmm. You know, when a buck's in rut, he's got that big neck. Mm-hmm. So then, so you basically, you can, I take a bunch of measurements, but most people just take three. Mm-hmm. And then, boom. You're, the measurements you take, Mark, gives me a headache. I know, dude. It's, <laughs> yeah. But there's a reason for it. Yeah. So basically, then that way I know what size deer you brought me and I know what size form to order. I know what your skin will fit. Yeah. So then you go to that process of ordering the form and getting it prepped. So that's what you said. My buck had a pretty big <clears throat> neck. My buck, my 10 pointer. Yeah. And, and I was talking to Mark about how big you measure. He's like, yeah, that is a big neck. Yeah. I mean, what's. What's like the high end scale of like a big big neck that you guys have seen? Is is it in that? Is there a certain like range? Like oh yeah, that's a big neck buck. Like I see that every now and again. And yeah. it, I mean, what's that range roughly? My buck last year, the one in the the picture that I'm holding for the competition, it, yeah. it was uh, that was 26. Yeah, that's a and that was October 5th. I killed that one. Whoa, the early yeah. is that that thick? Huh? Yeah, he yeah. was a he was a I. 
I think he weighed 300 pounds. I mean, uh, you, you should have let him walk Whoa. for a couple really? more weeks. I, you know, yeah, you're right. He had that. Had, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. 155 inch nine point. I yeah, mean, yeah, let, let, well, yeah. It's a couple more weeks. Yeah. I guess three neck more weeks would have gave him a couple more I, inches to grow. Yeah. I'm talking neck wise, son. But yeah, um, I actually just measured one the other day that was around 28. Oh, wow, and Ooh, that's that's it, about as big as yeah. 28, 30 is the probably. Dude, the those are about Hulk seen. Hogan's pythons. It's a, Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. that's that that's can big. be that can be <laughs> that can be a little confusing yeah. though, because guys will they'll go home and they'll take their their wife's you know sewing yeah. flexible tape yeah. measure and they'll measure around the hair and they'll go my deer's got a twenty four inch neck yeah you or know, they'll well, measure halfway down the neck and it's yeah. like thirty four inches right or yeah <laughs> or you just measured over the hair too yeah. dude all the way around so yeah. basically standard. You know, three-year-old deer, I get a lot of 21 by 23s. Mm-hmm. So 21 would be the tight measurement, and 23 would be the atlas measurement. 22 by 24, it seems to go 23 by 25, 24 by 26 are the two measurements, you know. Mm-hmm. So probably I think one of the biggest ones I've ever seen is 28 or mm-hmm. 30. That's getting huge. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm talking when I say 28, 26, 28, I'm talking – you know, the second measurement, not the first one. Right, yeah. not under so, the chin. Yeah, but if you were going to say a deer had a really big, tight neck under the chin measurement, probably the biggest I've ever seen under the chin tight, 25 yeah, 24, that's and yeah. that's giant. That's, yeah, that's swelled that's all like, the way to the ears. Yeah, that's like <laughs> a, that's almost a Canadian yeah. whitetail. Really? Really? Yeah, yep. he looks like that dude that got arrested recently. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Mugshot. <laughs> Yellow yeah. neck. <laughs> yeah. The lock neck monster. <laughs> Say that. Somebody posted a picture that of that dude next to, like, one of the Megazords from Power Rangers, dude. <laughs> it kills me. It's ridiculous. The, the buck I shot this year, um, he didn't have a monster Shrek. He was a low 140s-inch deer, but he had a, I think... Is there 24 or 25? I think it was 25. Oh, yeah. It was a nice buck. Yeah, it was, yeah, he was, yeah that was a cool buck. Yeah, he, he his G2s were really short. They were like five and six. That killed him. <laughs> that killed him. I, I know, a score doesn't matter, but, but yeah, I, I, I just, I was like, when I killed, I was like, oh, I think he's 150. And then I get up right. there and he's got 21 inch beams and five inch G2s. Yeah. And I'm just well, like, well. When you become a taxidermist, yeah. you only care about shooting them for the size of the neck. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I had a couple of bucks on uh, on camera. I'm like, man, that's a beautiful cape. Yep. You know, I'm like, man, you that'd look- be it. So it's like, I would sacrifice a tag for that one. Yeah, you look <laughs> at animals differently. Yeah. Well, I had some does. I actually passed a doe this year that I would have probably... Well, this farm I hunt, the guy wants all the does dead. So yeah, that's of kind of the, the trade-off is I shoot the does. But this doe was probably a year and a half, maybe two and a half year old doe double white patch. Oh, I've oh, been talking one. about that. Oh, You're like, dude, you've got one behind my house I'm chasing. Yeah. Oh, Kurt's always like, man, I want a double white patch doe for a doe yeah. mount because that would look awesome. Yeah. I just got a trail cam picture of a really nice two year old with a double throat patch. <laughs> yeah. Give him yeah. a two hey, more years. If anybody, my giant. Yeah. If anybody kills a buck and it's got a double white patch on the throat and they're not mounting it, Bring him to me, please. Or Mark, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. No, bring him I'll, to him. I'll fight you. <laughs> I'm retired. <laughs> I'll fight him for him. But yeah. yeah. He's no, bigger definitely. than me. He can have it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Dude, this is the featherweight so, fight right here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. We talked form so, prep, and then the mounting yeah. process comes after the form prep. Yep. Yep. And then... Um, I'm, I'm going to get to some social well, there's media actually questions a, like There's actually where I have to go in, in detail more. De- I actually go in more detail with a, a, a Dremel. And I'll I'll thin yep. down the eyes and the the nose and the um 
nostrils, you know, and, mm-hmm. and actually I'll hit the ears too with a, a sanding drum, uh, drum on oh, a drum. Okay. Really? okay. And I'll get, I'll oh, shoot, I'll get those super thin. Yeah. Right. That way when it, when it starts to dry and shrink, you know, you see those mounts on the wall where, um, they look bug-eyed. Yeah. The, oh man. That's know. such a common thing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so, so common. I'll try to get them as thin as I can. And, uh, that way when it does shrink and it, it may pull a little bit, but if it does, it's not going to pull. You know, to the yeah. point where it looks like yeah. they're like wide-eyed, like oh headlights. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the worst yeah. part. That's why I said I was up till two in the morning last night thinning your skin. Yeah, because I'm weird about it. Oh like, yeah, I can take your eyelids and read newspaper through it. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah. rubber glove thin. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, it's and it's. I don't know how long it takes you, but it, it'll <laughs> take me an hour and a half to thin oh, yeah. the two eyes and the nose. Oh, oh yeah. shit! Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, at yeah. least it's at crazy least. man oh, yeah. it's so crazy and and form prep i know i've seen uh, i've seen mark do a lot of cr- dude some crazy form prep of like building the whole face up with oh, clay yeah. building up the facial definitions building up the neck definitions like my buck i got back from you today oh dude his inside turn of the form you could see all the neck rolls oh, yeah, where he's that's, turning that's awesome looks so good yeah and then but like the ear butt detail like a thin hide deer i love when you can see yeah, you can see that ear. Uh, I guess the ear rolls. Yeah, of like the ear butt. Yep. That just the little stuff like that makes from a hundred fifty dollar mount, like you said earlier, yep. to a five hundred dollar mount. Yeah, you know yep. that's all the difference right there. And some guys charge. You know, depends on what they do. Even higher. You yeah. Know? And yeah. And I, I've been telling Mark for years. Uh, you go. Mark, I go too far. You, you, I go too far. I can't not, and that's why. Yeah, well, the that's thing why is, I can't do hundreds of deer a year. There yeah, ain't no way. I just right. can't. Well, do there's it. commercial taxidermy, which yeah. is fine, yeah. and guys got to make a living. That's yeah. awesome. And then, yeah. Mark, you for no reason. I mean, for a good reason, you have quality work, but you go to you're almost at the competition quality right. in a commercial mount. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, I charge more people. You know, people get mounts for three fifty, four hundred, four fifty all day long. So I charge more, but I. I put it in there. Oh yeah, so, I think I'm not gonna say you charge, but I think you should charge even oh, more. I charge six fifty, oh, yeah. so around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a couple of people around this area that are like we were talking about Clint Ricky, you know, and yeah. mm-hmm. I, I don't want to like say what he charges, but right. it's oh yeah, it's a lot. It's, but more, when you're, it's more than me. Well, yeah, I'll say this. Yeah. Let, let me let me say what I experienced. I killed a, a nice Rio turkey in Kansas this spring. Yeah, and I, and I shopped around for. I want to yeah. do a full mount. I found a really good guy. He's his name, Longbeard Taxidermy mm-hmm. and uh, Jeremy P- Priest. Pittsfield. Yeah. Killer taxidermist. Great whitetail yeah. taxidermist. Great turkey taxidermist. I took mine down to him, my turkey. I, he is very fair with his pricing. Very, mm-hmm. very fair, I feel like, yep. for the quality of turkey mounts he does. Yep. I was pricing out with other guys before I took it to him that were well over double yeah. than what he charges. Yeah. Like, I'm looking almost into two grand. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know turkeys are a pain in the ass. But I, uh, the guys but, I gave you names to are world champions. Yeah, That's yeah. why. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that, too. Yeah. I know that, too. Yeah. But even some guys so that weren't when I'm pricing, I'm like, Right, Whoa. right. And they're not, yeah. yeah you want you want $1,600 for, yeah. I'm like. And, and a lot of guys will do that on turkeys because they don't want to do them because they're a giant job. Uh-huh. They're a pain in the ass. Yeah. I love them because they're just my kind of mess that guy down there at Longbeard, yeah. Longbeard, he's got to have a ton of guys <clears throat> working for him I, maybe yeah. he doesn't I don't know for sure yeah. but the amount of turkeys he puts out I'm like yeah. I don't know how one man could do that yeah. he's got to have employees got either that yep might have skin guy that does all his skin prep 
I know a lot of good taxidermists that they just hire a skin guy because that's a lot of work in itself. I I caped one out the other day, and I was like, yep, that's the first and last one I'm doing. Yeah. (laughs) No desire for birds. (laughs) You're a taxidermy shop. You don't do birds and fish. And I'm like, just don't enjoy them. I get that, though. I get that completely because I don't hunt them. I'm a huge whitetail guy, but and I don't love mountain turkeys, but I think it's one of the prettiest mounts there is, period. Mm -hmm. But I love, I'd rather do birds. And I'm really? not a big bird hunter. Yeah, deer, to me, I love deer as much as anybody in the world. Their antlers are the greatest thing in the world. I love, you know, the taxidermy part and getting the anatomy tight. But mm-hmm. after you do hundreds of them, dude, a deer's a deer's a deer's a deer, another yeah. deer, another deer. Okay, another I get deer. that now. Ken. A bird, every attitude, every wing change, every neck position, yep. every head position. There's thousands of different birds around the world. So to me, it's... And that's kind of why fish are somewhat interesting if you're a fish guy. I'm not a huge fish guy, but I really get into the the intricate fish painting stuff, yeah. mm-hmm. which I put stupid time in that. Too. Scale tipping. And yeah. All that. Oh, yeah, dude. It that extra shine. Yeah, yep. scale tipping musky sometime. Uh-huh. See how long that takes you. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Every scale, thousands. Anyway. Well, just real quick, the... once you get the mounting process done, you get everything mounted. Mm-hmm. I roll the skin over the, the – I'm sorry if I'm kind of rushing through no, that you're far. fine. Um, I think people realize, don't realize that there's a lot of finish work. Once mm-hmm. the deer is mounted, once the hide's on the form, everything's where you want it and you it's dried, you guys get hit it with airbrush, mm-hmm. you hit it with all sorts of different things, and we don't got to go crazy into detail, but yeah. there's a lot of painting, and it's like the final detail work that really makes it pop. Yeah. Whereas if you showed a person that doesn't know the difference you could show them a deer that hasn't been painted on or doesn't has hasn't had the final finish work done and they're like wow that looks great but then you do the finish work and they're like whoa okay yeah. i get what i i didn't i didn't know what i was missing when yeah. i looked at it the first time it, painting when i've learned to paint i learned with from mark on my buck out in my living room that i mounted i was scared because i've never used an airbrush before yeah. Remember this? You're like, well, sink or swim. Sink I mean, or swim. You, yeah. you did. <laughs> yeah, you did walk me through it. Right. Um, but it, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. People, really, I guess, I guess, explain where the paint goes, and so I, I don't think people realize. Yeah, that part of so it. Every, every taxidermist has their own paint scheme, and so when I say paint scheme, you know, like around the eyes, you know, you you'll put first, you'll put your epoxy in to kind of finish out the eyes, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, to fill in the gaps and then your tear ducts and, and also in your nose if you do you know um but then like the paint scheme you know some people will go through and they'll 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 hit it with a little bit of a white mm-hmm. around the eye to kind of take out some of the i don't know it's, it's your base layer basically mm-hmm. and then then they'll put like a, and i don't know what you do but um you know you put your flesh color down mm-hmm. and it's just this is all just like a light mist mm-hmm. and then i use like a it's kind of like a rich brown um, and then I use a blending brown. I just barely, barely layer that, mm-hmm. and it kind of gives you more of. Eh. I'm not the best as like getting you like the like. You look at it and you're like, oh, that looks like real skin. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm still learning all that stuff, but right. um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the scheme I go with. And then you know the inside of the nose, you know, you have your flesh colored, and um, right, you know, yep. yeah, and then your ears, you know, your ears, um, like that one up there, you know, it's white, you know, um. I'll hit mine with like a white or a buckskin tan color, mm-hmm. and then I'll I'll go over it with a little bit of a pink color to give it that fleshy, mm-hmm. you know, blood look. And actually, a lot of times what I do is um, 
I'll mix red flocking in with my glue, mm-hmm. and um, it gives it a, a a kind of a a flesh color like in a the flesh glue. tint. Yeah, and it, so yeah. when it dries, your ears l- look like they have like blood, you know, inside the like the veins right, and yeah. stuff, you know. And oh, that's interesting. That's, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, that color telegraphs through yeah. the skin. Yeah. And I'll, and all cool. and sometimes <laughs> I make it too rich, you know. So I'll I'll tone it down with a little bit of white, and then mm-hmm. um, kind of go from there. But it's uh, co- it's cool. Like I. You don't have to be as scared as what I thought. You know, there's a lot of stuff. Like you said, Mark, when I was painting, like, we can fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. We can fix it. Yeah, yeah. you can fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Strip, strip it off and do it again. Yeah. It takes yep. forever. Yep. But. Well, that sounds like that. I, I was curious about, like, earlier when, it, when you guys were talking about, like, the eyelid flaps and, like, the lips. Yeah. Like, if you, like, you know, screw one of those up, like. Like, what if you sliced a yeah, whole you just, eyelid you off? you cut that off. Do you <laughs> throw the whole cape out try again? Nope. <laughs> I don't know why that's happening. Where are you going to find another one? <laughs> I was no. gonna, yeah. you got to fix it, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're sewing the fold. With sewing it, and your epoxy work when you're yeah. doing finished work oh, to hide what you jacked <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. That's and the thing that's crazy. That's what makes the There's so much little things that you have to know, like uh, tricks of the trade. Yeah. It's insane. It's dude. just so mind-blowing. That. You think bow hunting's a rabbit hole, yeah, dude? Oh. Dude, hey, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. like, it, taxidermy's like a yeah. like being a like a tinner mark. It's not uh, yeah. how good you are; it's how good you can hide your mistakes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So once all the finished work's done, the customer comes and gets it. Let's talk mm-hmm. about one thing I don't feel like is I've never interviewed a taxidermist about this. Which Mark, really, you're the only taxidermist we've interviewed. So Jillian, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is when? The customer comes to pick up their mount. Yeah. I mean, is that your favorite thing is seeing the reaction or, you know, what's your, what's the most satisfying part of it? Yeah. Um, when they hand over cold, hard cash. Well, yeah. yeah. The cash is yeah. nice. The check. The yeah. Is uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's always, what you think. Yeah. <laughs> that's always been my biggest thing is, is when the person comes in, they, they see their mount, you know, on the wall in mm-hmm. my house or shop and it, if they don't smile, I'm like, I'm, I want to smack them. Smile, please. I, yeah. I need some affir- affirmation <laughs> that you like house. your mount. You love know? it, love yeah. it. Yeah, but no, I, I do. I love, I love the uh, satisfaction that the customer gets. Yeah. Um, I Not mean, even it, Ben Franklin smiling on that money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> money is nice. I mean, I, I got four kids, so it, you know that, right. that goes Lord. to feed them. Yeah. At 31, Ooh. you got four kids. I do. You're getting after it, man, bro. You got. I'm glad you picked up taxidermy as a hobby because uh, your other hobbies. Yeah, I you know what causes that, don't you? I haven't figured it out. <laughs> and if it's what I think it is, or I, it's too much fun. <laughs> yes. No, but no, I can. It's I just love a buck in rut. Yeah. I mean, you just do. <laughs> oh, I'm always in rut. <laughs> <laughs> just, just doing what animals yeah. do. Man. Right. Yeah. Yep. There was a song about that, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, there was a couple actually. Yeah. Yeah. They're all on my iPod right now. Yeah, yeah. Like your iPod. So, yeah, basically, I guess with people, a lot of people don't really know. That that when the skin is it has to be wet and you put glue on the form to slide the skin on and taxidermy mm-hmm. actually means to move the skin mm-hmm. like yeah. taxi means to move and dermy is the skin mm-hmm. so you have to adjust oh all those hair patterns that is mind-blowing is that <laughs> mind-blowing? <laughs> just click yeah, right? i literally never broke that down yeah. holy yeah. shit yeah. so <laughs> basically you adjust the skin where it needs to go and then yeah. you adjust it and babysit it why it dries and then yes you do your epoxy finish work your paint you build the noses back up because they dry flat and and you build these bumps back up little mm-hmm. pillows or nodules they mm-hmm. have on their nose and 
you know, if you choose to put the nictitating membrane in, the little skin in the front corner of the eye, and that's what separates the men from the boys when you go to the champ, the, the competitions yeah. and championships. Nictitating me- membrane for people at home. If you yeah. have a cat, if you ever look at its eye, it's that little weird skin layer yep. that's inside mm-hmm. the black part, mm-hmm. right in the inside corner. It's of like the a, eye. it's yep. like a, a, an eye squeegee, right? Yeah, they mm-hmm. call it the third eyelid. Sometimes certain animals mm-hmm. can actually. Blink it and it goes yeah. all the way across their whole eyeball like a windshield wiper to yeah. like lizards wipe and shit, don't they? Yeah, all kinds of different animals. Don't gators have that do where they can look out birds, underwater and ducks, shit too? Okay. Ducks and birds and things That's that go wild. underwater. They got the nicotine patch so in their eye. So basically, <laughs> then you wild. finish off. You do the finish work on your yeah. eyes, face, like he said, the airbrushing and building the nose up and everything and and yeah, basically that's yeah. that's the finish of it and then. You know, depending on what kind of animal you're mounting, it can get days and days and days on finish work. I yeah. mean, you can spend yeah. as much time in the finish work as you can on mounting the deer, yeah. really. It's crazy. It but, is crazy. Yeah. With the amount of time we spend on deer, you know, it's like I was saying earlier, you, you got the people that price shop. Yeah. And I really don't care to get those customers that price yeah. shop. Mm-hmm. I, I would much rather get somebody that appreciates work. Yep than something cheap yeah so if well, you that, yeah that's why you know not knock to you guys but that's why i took it to the guy that i did because uh our buddy brandon queeth he recommended him he goes yeah he lives right right that's by a lot me. of the taxidermy business yeah. is recommendation or word yeah. of mouth too. he's like he goes he's commercial and the guy came out and said he goes i'm commercial and i go that's fine i'm like this is a very special buck to me and i'm like but i've met the guy a couple times and i just go hey look um i, I know you're commercial you know so i know i'm not going to get a competition style mount, right. but here's what i want can you make that happen? He's like, yeah. I'm like, then I'm happy. I'm a happy customer. I didn't ask him price. I still don't know what I'm going to pay for final price. <laughs> I knew I knew the deposit. <laughs> I knew how much he wanted for a deposit, but I, I don't know final price, but I like the guy. Yeah. And I've seen some of his other mounts. I like what he did. And I was just yeah. like, man, that's that's cool, man. Is And I told him, hey, this buck is very, very special to me. Um, So, you know, just whatever you can do. I do think it's cool that do. you got that buck mounted, oh, yeah. by the way. I, and, mm. and, yeah, dude, it was but it's I love cool. I love getting a buck back and um, we pulled uh, you brought my buck back yeah. and so we pulled out of the truck and I didn't get to actually see it and we carried it in and dude he looks awesome. Kurt was out of breath when he brought that dude, in. Not, I, not from being out of shape. I have to go through my pumped. living room and rearrange everything. Yeah. I want every I like I want every buck to have his place yeah. and feel comfortable there and how you doing and I'll yeah. come back in. I just want to yeah. be able to stare at all of you on like while well, I sit on the couch and enjoy yeah. you. <laughs> you know, like he looks awesome. So great work, man! Oh, I I, I'm super it. pumped it with him. Cool. So hey, I got, I got I got a question now. Uh, this is for Mark. Mark, you're the um, you're the uh, mature buck in this room. And Julian, <laughs> Mark Julian, Julian's a solid three and a half year old. That's right. <laughs> if you were in front of me, you would not get a pass. <laughs> solid. Solid. Right. Do you think now, if you guys were to team up on a deer together, how well do you think you would work with? Julian, just well, based on what you heard from you guys him. have known each other for about so, an hour yeah, about, and eighteen yeah. minutes. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm curious about this. I'm sure that we'd work great together. I don't see why not. I mean, because it seems like you guys, I, what he does, you were like, sounds, yeah, I do yeah, that too. It sounds yeah. slim, similar to what. Yep, sounds yep. similar to what I do, and and we're taxidermists. Once you ta- start talking to another taxidermist, you get in the shop. I mean, it just. It's got to flow. This is yeah. why I wanted you guys on the same podcast. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. there's a couple, oh, yeah. there's a couple taxidermists out there. I wouldn't want to even step in the shop with them. They're yeah. they're too arrogant. And yeah, I'm, you know, I'm the best in the world. Not that I'm saying that this certain guy is the best in the world, right. but you right. know, it's yeah. like their mentality is that, yeah. and it's just yeah. And see, that's the way I don't yeah. care. How, that's that's the thing about that's awesome about it is I don't care how long I've done it, he's done it, anybody's done it. You're gonna learn something new yeah. every day, and there's always a better way that somebody comes up with. Yeah. So I yeah. I know 
I know nothing compared to millions <laughs> yeah. of guys out there, but I still know a ton. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so let's pull up that list that we talked never about. Never stop learning. We looked at every one of your mounts online and Mark rated them from one to ten. So okay. we'll pull that up. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> I? No, I, 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 hey. I forgot that. I'm part. curious. I'm curious <laughs> if we did hear that. <laughs> well, what's crazy is, is you know, I've been doing this for a handful of years and, and I will get text messages or emails or, or Facebook messages from, from other techs that are must have been in the industry for 30 years. Like, hey, what are you doing? What are you tanning? They always look so pretty, you know, your skins. And, yeah. and this, I'm like, how many years you've been doing this? Why are you asking me for? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, so it's kind of an honor, but that is cool. I, I've got a long ways to go before I'm what I would call like great, you know. Well, the first time I met you was when I dropped my buck off. Yeah, yeah. And the first thing, like, I left him, like, I told Cameron was with me. Yeah. I'm like, that guy's ambitious as hell. <laughs> like, you just yeah. seem hungry, like, you, and passionate. Yeah. Like, you said there, I just like deer. Yeah. I just like yeah. to mount deer. I like to touch deer. I like to measure antlers. Yeah. I like to butcher deer. I like to eat deer. I yeah. like to oh, look yeah. at them. Yeah. I like, you know, you just, and I'm like, I get that because yeah. I'm, I'm kind of that way. It marks that way. Yeah. And yeah. you want your tax to be passionate about deer yeah. and yeah. care. Um, and that's the reason right when I met you, I'm like, oh man, you got to meet Mark. Yeah. I think I might've said it that day, yeah. you know? And yeah. so that's why I wanted you guys both on the same podcast. Just, it's a cool dynamic. And yeah. you know, if you guys can connect and share knowledge, share clientele, you know, or whatever, yeah. that's awesome. Yep. And so, you know, the only way you're going to get better is if people come to you and you know, Mark, we've, we've talked about it and people were wondering where Mark went, Mark. You uh, had to go social back and media question. Yeah, do, do some yeah. work. Do so some you know you, you you got a different. What are you uh, doing, job with your face right now? But I'm saying, bring deer to uh, Julian here, so uh, he can continue to work and expand and get better. So yeah. you know you could be the new big dog. Hey, my my goal right, right now I do this part time, and mm-hmm. my goal is to be big enough, good enough, um, that I can I can possibly go full time in the future. And yeah, that's man. what I was trying so, to help you with. That's what I was doing with my face. Let me ask hey, you, hey, let me ask you a question, weird, in case Julian, What do you do now? Well, I know everybody's like, oh, you're crazy. But I, I, work, I know. <laughs> and, I, and then I'll tell you what I did. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not sure if I can even talk about it without getting, because this is a media. Um, oh, yeah, I work, well, well, I work for a well, federal government well, agency. Basically, and, no, I okay. mean, do you make a pretty decent living right now doing what you're doing? Yeah. yeah I mean... And I'm not telling you to ask, tell me yeah. dollars. I just, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah. I'll, okay, I'll use me as an example. Here we go, here we go. I was a union sheet metal worker yeah. making 24, 25 bucks an hour. Yeah. Quit that to go straight to taxidermy, cold turkey. Yeah. Came home, did that. And then busted my butt, you know, tried yeah. to make it, you know, for 15 years and... I like I said though I'm slow I never I can't pump them out so I couldn't yeah. make enough to you know to to justify and I had a job opportunity going back to sheet metal for yeah. a guy I used to work with and I mean I jumped right at it to where I could do part time because to me I wanted to go back to part time actually yeah. and do it do mount my animals and compete and go to competitions so <clears throat> I've kind of come full scale where I was all geared up and crazy about yeah. it. And I did it, and then I a lot of guys get burned out. Yeah, that's where I'm because at. Yeah, you get you get once you get going for ten, fifteen years, and yeah. you're like hundreds of animals a year, and you're like, good lord. Yeah, all I do is work. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And, <laughs> I do that now. <laughs> and, and they don't get rich. They don't yeah. tax it unless Mm-mm. you start your own supply company or start molding and selling your own yeah. duck heads or deer forms or I mean yeah. Or you got guys working for you that are hardcore like that too yeah. and work sixteen hours a day. So yeah. but anyway, 
Yeah, it's I've, basically. I, I say I've got eight years in what I'm doing. I work, basically, I work for the USDA Wildlife oh, Services. Okay. I I won't go into de- too much. Yeah, detail. you don't gotta. You yeah, don't gotta yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, because um, yeah, you're a working man. Yeah, I'm a working man. But <laughs> yeah. um, so I've got eight years in doing that, and then you know, two more years I could be invested with ten. But you know, mm-hmm. you don't get your pension until you're like 58 or probably be 78 by the time I'm old enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah they keep pushing it back. We're like, yeah. go on, what about Come on, dude. <laughs> Shit, I'm almost okay. there. Oh, you almost had it. Yeah, yeah. you're close. Oh, it's 100 years old now. No. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of in that stage where I just, I absolutely love it. I just want, I want to do yep. it. I want to do it full time. But then I, somebody like you, you know, what do you do for your living? And I'm just like, well, I do this. And like, you're an idiot. Stay with what you're doing. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> Oh, I know. Right. Yeah, you, know. My, but, uh, you can chase every, dreams, man. Every, yeah. yeah. Everybody's different, but what I've learned from talking to best in the world guys yeah. and world champions and stuff like that, that a lot of people do that. They keep yeah. their good job. That's where you get your insurance. Yeah. Yep. That's where you get your 401k. Yep. You do this on the side for fun money and family money. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, the other guys that do it full time, it's like they got two or three guys and they're working yeah. 16 hours. And, and, and that's what I do with Old Barn, too. I travel down on right. Saturdays and I just right. basically work for them. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you that's go. Cool and that's though. the best thing you can do, yeah. in my opinion. The best way to learn taxidermy is work for somebody. Yep. I mean, yeah, you can go to school like I did and pay a lot of money. And I saved a lot of time. I mean, when I came home, I was mounting good mounts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. just being there yeah. nine weeks. Yeah. So, and then you did it with YouTube, which books and videos probably would take you longer to yeah. get to oh, that yeah. level. But I think that you put yourself, your heart and soul in it because yeah. you watched every single minute of that video. <laughs> you know I what did. I mean? And, and, and learned it the hard yeah. way. So, right. you know. I, hours and hours and hours on the phone talking to other taxidermists. Yeah, what, yeah. What's crazy is, is I'm actually teaching a guy from Fort Knox, Kentucky right now over the phone and, and FaceTiming. Oh, cool, <laughs> really? That's awesome. Wow. You talk about tough trying to teach somebody. Yeah, that's Dude, awesome, this shit though. is yeah. wild seeing the, the, the two cool generations. Hell, like when we talked about just seeing how you guys both came up and where you're at now. It's yeah. just it's, well, it's, it's cool because I'm hoping that you guys stay connected because it's like the perfect. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. I, I hope to learn something. I mean, just eye detail and stuff, you know, yeah. just little hints if you, if you want to pass oh, them yeah. on. Oh, yeah. I would definitely do that. Oh, yeah. Because you'll probably be examining that when I leave and be like, oh, you could have done that no, a little better. And I, I, I have no it. expert either, man. Yeah. I, hey, you got blue ribbons. I, I've never competed. Hey. I, I got a, a freezer full. It's coming. It's, it's very, <laughs> very I want to be a state champion. Oh, he's coming, yeah. dude. He, he, yeah. He's out for blood. And that's right another now. realm. Let's get to some social media yeah. questions. Yeah, let's have some time. Well, I want to talk about the competition game of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll just start with Facebook. I'll kind of chip through them. There's some pretty funny joke ones in here. I'll, we'll kind of we'll, – I'll go with – I'll read them. Uh, D-Rock – uh, <laughs> our fellow uh, Mexican uh, family. What's the best way to get into taxidermy with a Mexican budget? <laughs> <laughs> YouTube. Get that cartel money, homie. <laughs> cartel money. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Um, Not for nothing. YouTube. Matt LaMonica says, what about me? What about me? That's Mark's uh, thing A couple here. East Ju- Coast guys. Julian, see the sticker here on the monitor? It says, what about me with Mark's big Oh, butt. yeah, yeah. Last year. Almost exactly a year ago. Yeah, Almost exactly was, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mark was kind of bitching about how he hadn't killed the giant 15 years and then like two days later killed a freaking <laughs> yeah. slob dude the day after eric killed his biggest deer <laughs> that always wow. gets swept under yeah. the rug <laughs> um we talked evan we talked about how you how you guys got into taxidermy um or Stu anderson asks are there any particular animals that are harder than others and why what's the hardest species to work on Ooh. for me and as far as mammals bobcats Oh, really? Yeah, they're like, just really hard. Their eyes and their uh, whiskers, you know, and just trying to get them all, you know. 
I feel a lot of people miss on predator eyes. Yeah. Like yeah. coyote oh, eyes, yeah. bobcat eyes. Yeah, for it's got to be life-size mammals. Yeah. Cuz you're you're mounting a whole body, all those leg joints and mm-hmm. shapes and yeah. and eye shape is different. I mean, I've got pictures of where they show bobcat angles at 10 mm-hmm. degree this way and yep. 20 degrees this way. And, and how often are you around those animals to like actually see that's them? That's the thing. Know? Nobody yeah. knows them, yeah. you know. So that's reference, study yeah. and reference. Yeah. Um, what's the largest, sco- Scott Clark, what's the largest uh, scoring deer you've mounted? Mm. I, I've Last year I mounted one that was 184. And then my buddy shot one actually is in the picture of the um, my competition mounts. Mm-hmm. It was 178. But I've I've got a couple in that upper 170, 180 range nice, that I've nice mounted. Nice bucks. Yeah, big very, bucks. Yeah. I We're think bu- the biggest one I ever did was like 204. Yeah. I think it was. This thing was crazy. It had massive daggers coming off the front of the main beams. That I've never seen deer like it. They just kind of like my weird two points on that right. one side, but right off the main beams, it's just huh, really huge giant daggers. But huh. I'm, you know a lot of 170s, 180s. Yeah. But you know you don't get in the 200s too often. No. I haven't been blessed with that yet. Yeah. Um, Hopefully this year. I moved to yeah. moved to Quaka, Illinois. Here's a bunch of them running oh, around man. there. Um, <laughs> Doug Hood, thanks for the question, man. We kind of covered that already. Uh, Joe Kenny have been talking with Loker Taxidermy. Very impressed along with this customer yep. service. He's he's got my business. Yep. He's gonna bring one up pretty soon. He's uh, he actually owns the I forget what it's called. Dang it. What? Uh, it's a it's a. He's got a. Uh, he works at B and B Shooting Supplies, and he. I uh, think that's it. He's got a show or uh, like an internet-based show called yeah. Outdoors Obsessions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Chris Robinson, what's the most ridiculous animal and or pose you've ever been asked to do, <laughs> and <laughs> did you do it? <laughs> oh shit! I like this. Uh, <laughs> I'll never do this one again because at <laughs> oh, first, <you> did it. <laughs> at first, I was like, "Oh, that's really cool. It represents bow hunting," you oh, know. Jesus, and, here we go. And it know, was a. Arrow in the shoulder oh, with no. the deer pulling it out with his yeah. mouth. Yeah, I've seen that. Dude, I've that got, I've got one to do like that, and I've been putting I, it off. I hate how, it. Dude, like when you, you ask him, it's like do it. you ask yeah, him. I don't want to do it, dude. I hate it. When yeah. somebody gets that mount, you say, "Okay, how how low is the ceiling in your single wide trailer?" Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah. Easy. Basically, easy. basically, I'll tell them I don't God. want to represent animals that are in pain. Yep. That's in, a good, respectful fact, way to put that. In fact, in competitions, you can't take no. that animal into a competition. Nope. Yeah. They won't allow it. And they yeah. brought one last year, and they and wouldn't, that. They yeah. wouldn't uh, let them it's have it It's about respecting there. the animals yeah. and not showing them an animal. I get that. Don't don't in, honor the animal Basically, in, in the weirdest thing people have called and asked about cats and dogs. To me, yeah. that's weird. It's a I'll, different I'll realm. Pat, I'll get you the phone number to the cat and dog guy, but I'm not doing that. Can I, tell, a cat and dog can I tell a quick yeah. story about this? Oh, God. I think I've told this on the podcast before. Taxidermist I used to go to. He's mounted a lot of my early deer. My first buck, like this one right here, he mounted that one. Yeah. He mounted that one. My first buck. That's with a, a bow. cute deer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was 13 when I shot it. Yeah. So. Nope. Bigger than the one I shot. <laughs> yep. It is got a long way to go there. See, that thing's got like 14 more inches than yours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably close. Um, he told me. I asked him about that because I was always hitting about. I want to learn. I want to learn. Yeah. And uh, he had some guys drop uh, a, a couple older couple drop off an old like lap dog, right? <laughs> and he's like, I don't normally do that, but they're all like distraught. And he's like, It's yeah. this much money like it's a lot <laughs> yeah, of money they, to do this because i don't want to do it paying, no we want it done we want it done we, we want it okay whatever they leave first thing he does starts skinning it out oh, God, they change yeah. their mind on the way home 
turn around, walk back into his shop <laughs> as he has it laid on the counter where they dropped it, and he's skinning it. And they are like, "That's exactly yeah, why hysterical." I don't know. I'll freeze dry him. Like I would yeah. if somebody was like dead set. Oh, I want you to do this. I want you, and I'd give him a price, and it'll probably be four times as much yeah. more. You know, yeah. And, and I would, I would find a freeze dry company, and I just yep. send it to them. That's what I said. Yeah. I just told him, I'll give yeah. you the number to them guys, but yeah. I ain't doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> too many emotions in that. Oh, yeah. Hey, do you remember that time, like, kind of oh, weird animals? Cool. We watched that video. I, I I was watching it. I sent it to you. It was, like, 2 in the morning. It was uh, how they uh, how they skinned out, and they were going to, like. Um... Hit that next question. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, it was an alligator. Like, the amount of steps you were, like, you were, like, dude, the amount of steps to, like, Preserve the alligator hide mm-hmm. was just absolutely nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a whole. Yeah. Lizards are a whole different ball game. I yeah. say I'll just send those in. Reptiles. Reptiles. Oh yep. shit, yeah. dude! If somebody's like, "Hey, can you preserve my ball python?" It's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's his next? Uh, this next question, Andrew. Um, he's got a foreign last name. No, uh, not, not holding it against him. Uh, that's the, that's the, <laughs> he's got the Hagen Doss uh, ice cream symbol above his. Uh, <laughs> uh, he said, "How hard is it to fix busted points on antlers?" And uh, is it possible if you have pictures for reference to get broken points or even a beam to look at and use before the buck broke them? That's actually a yeah. good question. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I so mean, you, you can take that to scale, you would think? I mean, obviously from picture, let's say your main beam, if you broke it halfway up and that main beam was supposed to be 26 inches, and uh-huh. you don't know how long it really I means. So... You, you just kind of measure the other one and, you know, and look at the pictures. You can kind of get the shape and stuff. And it's what? all it's all fixable. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm not I mean, I I fixed a few here and there. Uh, most people like their deer the way they were when they were, you know, killed. What do you what do you um, and that's how I, I would, too. But like if, if somebody says, hey, I want them symmetrical, would you use that same? Uh, because there's a guy that we always see in Iowa, the antlers by Klaus, where he you know, repli- makes replica of the antlers. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, is there a certain substance that you use? Is it mm-hmm. a very common thing, or are there multiple ones? How do you how do you get that, and how do you get the mold to make that? Yeah, I, I mean, you got it's kind of like a two part epoxy kind of. It's like it's called Fix It Sculpt, you know. And there, mm-hmm. there's a couple other probably brands that people use. I use Fix It Sculpt, and it basically is a like I said, two parts, and you take you take the equal amount of both parts, re- roll it together in a ball, and just keep mixing it in. And then um, on your antler, um, you drill like so. If let's just say your your G two, the second tying up is broken off, and then you want to fix it, and we'll say it's twelve inches long. Okay. So you drill yourself a, a hole down into the actual broken part of the antler, um, run you a wire um, up about the about the distance you need it, the length you need it, and then you um, can just start building your. Oh no your shit! Tine. So you yeah. do this by hand. Yeah, is yeah. that how that guy does it? Do you, um, think? you there there are so like if you break a brow tine, um, and it's one of those ones that's just real gnarly and has a lot of bumps and stuff, and and um, so like actually my hundred and seventy inch ten pointer I killed in two thousand nine had a broken brow, brows were seven inches a piece, and so the guy that mounted my deer, he actually made a mold of the other brow tine. Oh, awesome! And then filled it uh, i don't know what he used it it really stunk i mean it was kind of a real chemical smell when i got it back but um, Whoa, and then crazy. he, he uh, um put it on the other side and just kind of tweaked it a little bit to make it you know look like it was right and, oh shit that and is insane i had yeah, people can... i had people come and say hey I, i'll tell them hey which point was broken and they never could tell really 
That's crazy. Yeah, you can I, I, cast them and and make them in uh, mm-hmm. make them out of uh, casting resin. Yeah. See, I always thought that's how they cast. It. I, yeah. I never knew they but, did them by hand. But like, do you, you gotta like shave the shit down and? Like, well, I mean, so like the, the way I just said, like when you make a mold and stuff, you don't have to. Well, yeah, yeah. You just have to mold. paint it and stuff. But like my my ten point I shot this year. Yeah, that's that's what I was referring to. I actually to, yeah. um I actually took a uh so I I I take a lot of sheds. You know, people want to get rid of sheds. I'll take them and. And I, I'll actually cut the tines off, and then mm-hmm. if somebody brings me an antler That's in, it's, it's yeah. like, you know, hey, I want to, you know, I can just, like, go through my sheds, you know, and find one that <laughs> find And that's what piece. I did to my personal one, and then I just kind of <laughs> finished them together with Fix-It Sculpts. That's, that's awesome. That's the way to do it right yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's, dude, it's, it's a real antler, too, you know. So for cool. sheds, sheds as regular hunters, they're cool, but for sheds as... Uh, Taxidermist, it's just dunnage. <laughs> it's just what you're <laughs> See, I, you could actually make that whole entire rack out of wire. Yeah. And sculpt the whole thing with the Oh my god, you guys have to do that just once. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't have that much time. I'm not that good. I'm not that good. <laughs> Is it that. very time consuming? Oh, yeah. I think oh, yeah. It, yeah, it would. It, it would cost a lot. Like if I just did it for practice, you know, with yeah. the, it, the materials would cost. Right. A, that, that's why a lot of people charge. Like I don't even know what the charge now. Yeah. It's like 10, yeah. 20 bucks an inch or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. There's a certain like, and then some people actually like, okay, it's a. Minimum Some, yeah, charge thirty five bucks for one time. Yeah, because like that's that. so it's a yeah it's not like yeah that's just that's insane. That's cool. Here's well, a there's a guy in Marion that's top notch. I mean, I can't think of his name, but Tyne Notch. Tyne Notch. Yeah, his name that would be yeah. a great name. Tyne Notch. And I mean, if if I was gonna send like my personal stuff that if I killed an absolute giant and I wanted to fix some stuff, you know, and I wanted it to look spectacular, I would just actually personally send it to him. Really, very cool, man. That's. But, it, the things that taxidermists can do, it's just you got to be more than a taxidermist. Oh, you're yeah. like a carpenter, yeah. you're a sculptor, <laughs> yeah. you're a painter, surgeon, you're a surgeon, yeah, 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 you're seamstress. a seamstress, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a brain surgeon sometimes, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. it's awesome. I was always yeah. curious too. One last one last question: When you guys are uh, skull capping deer, what do you guys use? I use sawzall. You use sawzall. Now, if I was gonna go seamless, like if 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 I didn't want to put a seam on the back of the neck, I would go from burr to burr, make a little seam there, and then um, I would skin it. I basically I would get the whole thing skint to where it was lo- the 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 head just loose inside there. There's nothing holding it, and then you can get like one of them oscillating saws that yeah, and just kind of cut down and and then you you basically. Um, take away the seam yeah because I mean, yeah. you're, you're you just need to get it out of there you don't need to be pretty with it because it's all going to be covered up right then. okay right. i was um, always curious about that da underscore biller this is i love this question what are a few tips and tricks to keep our mounts looking like the day we pick them up Ooh, i love that question because yeah. i suck at uh <laughs> dusting my mounts yeah. and i'm going to Try and change that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm horrible, too. I, I go back, and I'm like, oh, there's a cobweb up there. And I take my deer head down. I'm like, holy cow, this thing is all nasty. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I just take a little, and I don't go full blast, but I'll take my air compressor and lightly blow just lightly off. blow it off, get all the dust off of it. You know, it actually kind of fluffs it up a little bit and the hair. But um, I, don't, I don't know. Is there? That's like, what I do. Yeah. I guess the only other thing I've done before on real old ones or whatever is there's like that carpet spray mm-hmm. that you spray in your automobile and it it foams up real fast in your, on your what floorboards. automobile car <laughs> so I, I was trying to think of the Leave name the guy alone i was trying to think of the name of the spray when i was yeah but anyway you spray the can on the floor and then it foams up and then you vacuum it yeah. up 
It'll actually pull the dirt out of the hair. Yeah, from really? deep it's down like inside. um scrub and yeah. the yellow can. Yeah, what? yellow. I have no idea ones. what this uh, this is. Because you is, don't carry your yeah. take care of your car. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Um, but basically, yeah, just air compressor, and then um, you can use Q-tip with Windex. And just clean your glass eyes a little mm. bit, dust the nose. Um, a lot of times I'll take like a like your wife's blush brush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bought one of those for just my shop. And you can dust the eyes and dust the nose and mm. stuff good, like that. Tip. And there's Here's a, a toothbrush to groom the hair yeah. and the ears and yep. around the muzzle and eyes and stuff. What was the brush? Was it just a regular brush? Just a regular, you were, like yeah. a dog, br- dog was, oh, brush? Oh, because he, he was using uh, the cat's brush, yeah, when yeah. you were... Um, not the ones that pull all the hair out because you don't want those. Right, but yeah. you want yeah. like the not like the yeah. metal bristles, but like the um, yeah. Just comb, brush, and groom your deer. Yeah. You know, a lot of people come up to them and touch them. Yeah, and put finger marks in the hair. Don't and touch them. Yeah, don't touch them. <laughs> you got oil on your hands. You go up there, yeah. touch the skin. You're getting your oils on the skin. And yeah. Then, but Matuska Task Taxidermy Supply actually sells a like mount. Refresher uh, or whatever. Yeah. A, yeah, there's a liquid uh, Mount Shine or Mount Care. That's where oh. I went to school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can you can get that and put it in a spray bottle or put yeah. it on a rag and wipe the well, mount. They, they've actually got an actual, I should get some of that, an actual kit that has brushes. Everything and, and you they, need. they've got yep. this. Like, I saw that yeah. the other day. Like a refresher kit. Uh, yeah. Well, they. It comes with everything you need to clean your mount and to groom yeah. your mount. Different angled brushes, smaller yep. brushes, bigger brushes. Oh, I should get that, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, oh, it's I know what someone's for, getting for Christmas. Yeah. yeah, and it's meant for people like you know people that don't do taxidermy. You know, you successful bow hunters. Steve. Yeah, yeah. That's who it's meant for. <laughs> so I'm not gonna buy a kit They've for actually one got day of beer. Yeah. <laughs> They've got the spray too. It's almost I can't remember. It's almost like uh, olive oil spray. Oh, you spray the hair down, like it gives sheen. it a shine, you know, oh, it gives nice. it a nice, real pretty Isn't look. Isn't equestrian it's type? It could, it could be Protex Mount Care. Yeah. That's what I got from there. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, that's a good good, uh, good question. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Hopefully Armor All comes out with something. I don't D.A. trust that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Polk, Polky, 23. Polky. Yes, Polky. finally the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Reif, is making his return. What's up, Polk? Uh, Wolfpack Outdoors. What is the craziest thing someone brought you to mount? That yeah. Kind of covered that a little bit with the old arrow thing, but yeah. is there anything weirder that somebody wanted? Like other than a pet, got a solid white possum. Really? What? Did you did you do cool. it? Uh, well, I haven't got it yet, but it, I, actually, he's just he's giving it to me because I want to I want to mount it. Dude, yeah. that's <laughs> <the> shit. <laughs> and I've got two two ra- two white raccoons that I'm gonna yeah. play with, and it, they're oh. I'm buying them off the guy. Oh really? Damn, I, I'm knocking at, I'm knocking price off the, the mount. So yeah, I, got, I, I got a cinnamon brown well, raccoon. I guess I this this falls in right here, Mark. Did you ever finish that uh that otter band? That <laughs> no, Steve we wanted? didn't do the otter folk band yet. <laughs> that was like episode <laughs> he, six. Yeah, he hasn't made, yeah he hasn't made enough money to afford that. We're on yeah. a shot yeah. of otter. Band. We're on yeah. episode two hundred and fifty eight. Wow, we, I think we talked about that episode. Probably, I think six. it was yeah. six. Yeah, four, almost four years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did pick up a moose the other day. Um, really? I got a guy bringing some African sometime. He's nice. he's waiting on him to get shipped here to the states. So no shit. Dude, one question I had like, uh, if somebody came up to you and they're like, "Hey, Julian, I'm uh, rich as hell. You can tell by how nice my car is. I've got a. <laughs> I want you to full body mount a giraffe." I would say I don't have enough room, and if I did, it'd probably be about a twenty thousand dollar bill. Yeah. <laughs> is that how much? It, and can oh, yeah. can they? Uh, so can you mount over here in North America? Can you mount? African animals, because I, I always knew it was kind of weird the way that you know if you shoot them over there, yeah. how some of them have to get sent here. Maybe it's cheaper to get them mounted over there. That that was something that I was curious about. I I personally would not mount them over there because 
you know, you're going to, you're basically trusting them. And a lot, there's a lot of horror stories that you're fueling blood money. I know you just want to say it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, but anyways, um, a lot of times, you know, if they do get shipped over here, they have to have the proper paperwork. You're not mm-hmm. going to go and ship a white rhino or a black rhino over here. <laughs> right. It's yeah, an aphrodisiac. Uh, and if you do shoot an elephant over there because it's one of those that's killing everybody and they want it gone, so, you know, yeah. you pay to go over there and shoot yeah. it for, you know, and then the locals get to eat the meat. Well, they make life-size reproduction elephants for like 80000 bucks. So if you're yeah. rich, there you go. Yep. Yeah. yeah, everything that comes back from Africa has to be treated by the, yep. you know, a USDA. No bugs. They have to be Yep. What's something that, we'll just start with you, Jillian, what's an animal that in the future one day you really want to mount, like your number one, like, bucket list mount? I feel like you're going to say velvet caribou. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that would be, no, I, I mean... Velvet would be nice. I, I I would probably have them freeze dried the antlers and stuff. So it'd just be like mounting a normal deer, I guess. But I honestly I don't I don't know. I mean that is a I've got question. a kudu and a wildebeest coming and warhog well warhog, I'm not really excited about that one, but I mean <laughs> these I are love warthogs. They're so, so you, cool. You, you wouldn't well, do a wild so hog. Well, they are. That's I've why got, they're so cool. Yeah, they're I've got one in the I got a <laughs> warts on their face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a I've got a feral or I got a hog in my um, freezer right now that's tanned and ready to go. I just it's for me. I actually bought it off a lady that was trying to get out, so I bought it real cheap. And oh, really? I just can't afford the form, you know, because if I want if I want to do the hog, I want the mouth open and everything. And yep. right now it's like a couple hundred bucks just for that. So, right. Yeah, right. I'm I, just I'm 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 curious if you don't want a wild hog. They're actually one of my favorite things about. They're pretty really, cool. Really, yeah. Mark? Let's yeah. talk because know, uh, maybe three weeks from now we'll, uh, we'll have another conversation. <laughs> I have a couple hey, of them. You're going to shoot your bow first and then uh, see if you can even hit the target. <laughs> yeah. I got a couple you of bitch. them out for myself, too. Why, you, why are you like this? This is Because not... you, you talk a big game, but you don't have any follow through, and it bothers me. <laughs> do you want to you you fight you, right now? Because you think that you're going to front this big talk game and no one's going to call you out because nobody else knows but me. <laughs> Bro, so I'm here to do the people's Bring service. That cra- <laughs> All right, fine. Let's video right now. I'll whoop your ass. Let's do it. <laughs> Pull out your phone, Mark. I'm going to have to beat Steve's ass. <laughs> Mark's got an iPhone down there. Where I want we, you to yeah. have this in high def when Where I'm have we seen it. this before? <laughs> we can go back out in the snow. I'll do it, in, I'll do it with bare foot, too. Bro, son. you know, nobody wants to see that blood trail of meat. There it is. Muted. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I don't know. The that's power a, t- that's a tough run. question. I, Number one mount. I don't know. There's, don't know. you know, all the big game animals are cool, but I don't know. I got a, a weird thing with sheep. I like freaking, yeah, yeah big horn sheep, man. Oh, yeah. They're a cool. dull sheep. Yeah. It's a once in a lifetime mount too, ain't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Life size coming down a big ass rock with yeah. grasses and habitat stuff. I don't know why, but I just love big horn rams. Yeah. You know, what's funny about They're that. so cool. When I went to Joe Meter's taxidermy school, two of the guys that work for him, we're mounting one of those exactly how you described it. They're yeah. making the like the rock formation, mm-hmm. and that was just incredible to watch. Right. But I remember <clears throat> this will explain like how down into detail it went. He was carving the nuts, testicles, to put yeah, that because they're very like prominent and yeah. there. Yeah. I remember him grabbing the foam and from scratch, literally on two monitors, had references of oh, the yeah. rear end of a ram going down a mountain and you could just see his nuts and he was carving the testicles <laughs> yeah. of this thing down to a science oh yeah and it was it was so funny because he's kind of like <laughs> laughing while he did it. he's like isn't this crazy and i'm like in, in 15 20 minutes he had 
Yep. The most realistic <laughs> pair of ram nuts I've ever seen. Yep. And it just goes to show you yeah. it's insane. You, you got to have reference. How, oh, do yeah. you know, how do you know what ram nuts yeah. look like? Right? Yeah. I style. I'm out of a squirrel with giant nuts. You, yeah. know? you just give them two. I just made them out of epoxy, you know, yep. and just put the two big nuts in there. Yep. Yep. It's amazing. You got to put back what you take out. Yep. He's telling the detail like, man, awesome. look at the vein running through this one. <laughs> if I ever go to Africa, the one animal that I want mounted because while I was still there, they were also mounting a pedestal, like a floor pedestal um, zebra. Yeah. And it was the most beautiful mount yep. I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. And I've been obsessed with it yep. ever since. Yep. So if I ever get a chance to go to Africa, which I just got invited <laughs> like a month ago. Nice. And in three, four years, I got to see if I can swing it. Yeah. But giraffe's like number one. I'm Is it like, giraffe or zebra? Uh, zebra, sorry. Zebra. zebra. Here's the thing, dude. Not you'll like that mount. And, and this is from personal experience. You'll get that mount in your house, and the f- good feeling will only last for like eight seconds. And you'll be like, oh. It's not the gum, man. But All I right, love I'm that glad, joke. I'm glad you I love that. the joke. Now, now you say zebra. I was getting ready to say before you said I was like, I think a zebra would be one of my favorites. Yeah, they're, they're just, just beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And I heard they're meaner than heck. Oh, yeah. yeah. I they're basically them. a donkey. Like, so we yeah, said they're not yeah. a horse. I'm like, this son, that is a horse. Don't. That's a horse working at Foot Locker, son. Yeah. I know. Or finish line. <laughs> which is the one with You're the full check. of it, dude, today, man. It's <laughs> killing me. Hey, dude, Google, it is what it is. Uh, Google a sable. They're badass. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, those are Google cool. yeah. Sable. That's Brock Lesnar's wife, and uh, she's hot. <laughs> Here we go. Easy. Uh, <laughs> just, is that our cue to just close this out? Because <laughs> I don't want this conversation to yeah, end. I'm having a lot of fun with uh, everybody in here, dude. This is awesome, but. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's. I think it's. Did time. pretty we, much get through all the questions. Then, yeah, we're, we've covered what we did. A lot of them we covered already. Yeah. So, yep. but that's good though. That's I'm glad. Yeah. That's a good thing we covered the yep. questions before we get to that's them. Cool. Yeah. Um, Julian, thank you so much for yeah, coming no in the studio, man. Thank you uh, the amazing work you did on my mount. I'm super pumped about it, and uh, I, I'm stoked, man. I have the season, the best season ever, really. Yeah. Right. Um. So and then I got my eight coming from you, Mark, here in, in yeah, next few weeks, yeah, probably, and probably gonna, Saturday. I'm gonna get it together. Oh no. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I'm yeah. a little faster than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to send all my stuff to Julian. He gets it back in a month. <laughs> I, say, I, I, sh- I shot my buck November 4th and I yeah. got it back hey, already. Yeah. I have actually helped other taxidermy shops. Yeah. They'll be like, hey, can you help me out? And I'm like, yeah. So I have, you know, yeah. I have five or six for just different random people. You know? yeah. That's why I wanted to bring you guys together. You yeah. guys, I, I just wanted you guys to meet right, right out of the gate. Yeah. That's so. the hardest part for me is. I can't even get time yeah. to do it anymore. Yep. I got so much going on with work, and and a lot of people are asking when I posted. Uh, I got to click. I got to put this out so everyone can uh, yeah. knows. Even though we're at the end, I put up the post about you know we're going taking our work to you or our dear to you mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. you to work on. People are like, what's up with Mark? What happened to Mark? And I'm like, well, Mark's still in the crew. Mark is busy. That's why Mark hasn't been on the podcast for a while. <laughs> yeah, Mark is here. Everything is good. Mark closes appointment books. I remember after yeah. a while, we advertised for you for a while. You're like, hey, stop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I got yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yep. I'm not taking any work in. I've been turning work down for a year now. So, yeah. Yeah. I still probably got 40 things to go. <laughs> and that, that's another point I wanted to make before we close out. You know, once you, once you get more than you can handle in one year, that just a shine. That just goes to show you need to raise your prices. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, don't get mad at us for raising our prices. Yeah. Hey. And the other thing is that all the supplies for taxidermy go up every oh, year. Shipping, shipping goes up every. Shipping is yeah. freaking ridiculous. I ordered one form the other day, thirty-seven bucks. Yeah. For shipping. Holy for shit. shipping. Yep. Hey, and let me ask you this, uh, just a l- little quick. Uh, I wanted to ask it earlier, but I don't want to ruin the flow. Like, 
the that foam seems like pretty durable. Like I was at Mark's house and I was, I was kind of handling. Them. I was like, dude, for for some shit that like they blow in, yeah. you know, and then it expands. I'm like, this shit's pretty durable. Yeah. Have you gotten any forms back that were like broken or anything like that? I mean, I, I would assume they happen, but does it happen as often as you think, or kind of like? I, I've never had one broke. I had some dinged and stuff, but you just fix them. With I've had clay. forms ha- forms show up with the head snapped off. Yeah. For okay. Really? I, I was yeah. curious about the that shit seems pretty. Yep. Yeah. yeah was, I've had de- like my personal mounts. I put them on the wall, and I didn't realize I didn't hook it on there good enough. Oh mm-hmm. shit! Yeah. In the middle of the night, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck was that? You go down there, and my deer head's laying on there. I'm like, huh? Picked it up. No, that's fine. Put it back up there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm so scared yeah. of that. <laughs> oh, I'm so scared of that. Don't take your deer to the uh, prairie storm, uh, boys. Basically, if the we- form shows up broken, that's what we do for a living. Yeah. If you order a certain raccoon, a life-size raccoon to be mounted, and your raccoon weighs 12 pounds, and you pick a certain pose that you want, well, this pose that they the sculptor made is an 18-pound coon, and yours is only 12. So you're buying that big form and chopping it down and yeah. putting it all back together or blowing it up bigger. I cut the, the last beaver I did, I cut in 29 pieces the form and 29 pieces. Wow. Oh, my god! <coughs> foamed it all back together. Yeah. <coughs> well, it's I'm, insane. I'm hoping that this episode, even though we were having fun joking around kind of all over for a little bit, but I'm hoping that this kind of puts in – the amount of work that goes into yeah. taxidermy and show showcases the passion, Julie, especially you. I'm glad you got to come in and do this, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this podcast can help bring you just, yeah. I hope this helps you shut down your appointment books the yeah. way Mark shut <laughs> well, down his appointment books. Yeah. 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 The, good, the good thing is, is I'm also, I also work with old barn taxidermy. Yeah. And if I get more than I could handle at the house, I can actually send them down there to get them tanned. Or basically, I'll just send, like, if you bring me a head with the antlers and skull intact, I will send the whole thing down there, and then they will take care of it from, from, from that to tan, and mm-hmm. then I will take the skins and prep them to, to where it's mountable, mm-hmm. and I will, on a Saturday, I can go down and, and mount, you know, three or four deer so in that's one a, day. So that's a nice... That's it, awesome. Really, because yeah. they're doing it the way that you would have done it anyway. They just yeah. happen to have a couple guys on there. So yeah. And so, basically, awesome. I will... It, I'm still mounting the deer. That's why my Facebook page says Old Barn um, mm-hmm. on there too, is because I still mount the deer, but I'm doing it through them. So if I got if I get too many, they they can help me basically do the nasty stuff and yeah, get through to the mounting yeah. process. Uh, that's why and I send I my hides away too. Yeah, who do you think about it? Do you want to spend your day mounting things? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to spend your day jacking with skin? Yeah, it's why all the top dogs have guys that do all yeah. that prep work yeah, they and they do the mounting. Tanning, so. tanning is not the fun work. No, Flushing no. is not the fun work. You got to yeah. get some cronies. Yeah. It's See, not, right now I'm busting my rear, just tanning all my stuff. Yeah. And it's I like, did that for a while too, and I got I, so busy I couldn't do it yeah. anymore. I could have been a tannery. You oh know? yeah. And it's <laughs> like piss on that. That's yeah. the crappy part. I'll send right. that away. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of salt and piss. Do you think that would have worked? I'm kidding. I'm hey, kidding. I, you know what? I I think they used to collect pee back in the day, and they used it for tanning. Yeah. I don't <laughs> doubt that at I, all. During man. the pre- depression, people would collect their pee. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is I, I saw it's acidic. A, yeah, and uh, that's, that's you can, so crazy. You, people use like back in the day, they'd use like battery acid and mix it with water and things like that. And you can tan skins and stuff like that. Yeah, you can actually tan a skin, <laughs> sort of. With the brain of the yeah, deer. Yeah, don't do that. Because, yeah, <laughs> I would not recommend it. But oh, gosh. They used to do it back in the day because the brain's real oily, and that's what tanning oil is. It's, it's a, organic, dude. Yeah, I want so the organic they tan. They just wow. rubbed that oily brain into the, the hide, and it 
the oil no. breaks down hey, so the fibers and makes crazy. it more so if you shoot a So if you shoot a deer that's not mature, you would just use R. Kelly's pee on <laughs> Easy. That's a okay, deep that's reference. A, that's a deep reference. Okay. I'm glad you got that, Here's too. where we're coming out of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I uh, appreciate you guys staying on track. Steve. I appreciate I think you about picking up, you off every dude, day. I man. appreciate you picking up every joke I put. I, I, I it was a not miss night for you. Yeah, you said I'm, I was on something. I don't but know. You if did that not says miss anything. something about me or you. I don't <laughs> dude, know. you I, I, my superpower is I make everybody stupider around me so they get to my level. Yeah. No, I got smarter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've watched. Jill, I've watched you make a joke and I look at Jillian because you've just never been around. This is your first time meeting Steve. Yeah, and then uh, you okay. just like. Don't give even give a reaction. That is so <laughs> funny. Honest okay. reaction. You'll get used to him. Yeah. Honestly, what do, what do you think? What do you think is going on this side of the table? You be honest. You you be like, dude, you're a dickhead, and you be whatever. <laughs> that man needs Adderall. Is what I think. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, I mean, you're a cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this the most the generic answer ever. ever. Oh my god, dude. No, Please, hey, <laughs> trust me. I've I've been around. I've been around some pretty dingback people and it's just like he's making eye contact while he's saying this this is true shit what are you smoking you know it's just yeah dang that is amazing but no you're to me you're normal i mean there's a lot when you meet steve there's a trial basis okay you get to decide how long that is you have a 10 meet trial yeah you got to meet him 10 times i have to have a second date i guess yeah all right a second i'll take you to applebee's hey wait till i get blacked out on 10 bahama mamas at applebee's you're like this guy's Sucks. <laughs> oh gosh. He was cool when he singing Def Leppard karaoke, even though there was no karaoke night. I would have liked yeah. him better if he brought his deer to me. You got a twelve hundred dollar shoulder mount yeah. coming next year. You're always, yeah, exactly. yeah, always going to have a black mark. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Steve's deer. Uh, guess who's getting Bondo ears this year? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. I shot the buck of a lifetime. Why is he bug eyed? Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much yeah. for coming on the show. I love the taxidermy. I love like the deeper talk that normally doesn't get covered. Yeah. I feel like this is a good time. People are killing shit right now. They're getting. Getting everything back from if they do it as a processor, getting their capes mm-hmm. back. They're thinking about taxidermy right now, so I think great timing. So, yeah. one more time, where can people find you? Loudon, Iowa, Facebook page, Loker Taxidermy. I'll link it in the description yep. so people can go there, click on it. It's, let's do this. This is what we've been doing uh, most episodes. We're gonna start with Julian, and everyone's gonna say something positive to close out this episode. Just something positive or something, just anything good. And we'll go in a circle, and we'll close the episode on that. Put me in the hot seat. Now i got to think of something. It's <laughs> like, oh, my brain I figured is if blank. I, if I started with you first, yeah. I could either pick you first or last. Yeah. Last is harder, usually. Oh, I don't know. It gives me time to think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll go with no, Cam- you, no, it's fine. You good? You're good? Cameron. Yeah. We'll start right, with Cameron. Right. Well, after seeing Kurt's uh, deer, I can't wait to get my deer back. I haven't even picked out a form. Yeah, we're and, doing that right after this yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm freaking pumped. Oh, yeah. I, haven't even, I don't even know what the hell I want. So. We'll make it look no matter what. Uh, exactly. <laughs> a lot better than Steve's deer. Yeah. Come on now. You bitch. <laughs> up Come on Steve. now. Mark, do you want to go up there? Uh, something positive. I met another taxidermist. Cool dude. That's great. I got to podcast again. It's been yeah. too long. Welcome back. Um, I have deer pression for my season, but I did see the big one twice and came milliseconds away from shooting him twice. You bought your so, own property, man. I know. So yeah, I have oh, to shit, say, I, forgot about that. I have to say it's been good. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's been a good season. Still going. So Hey, November's not over yet. I know. Got to get him to move before dark. Mm-hmm. That's right. Dang it. 
Steve, dare I ask? You know, I'm actually going to be serious <laughs> for a for a change. Uh, I'm just happy as shit to you know once a week I get to see most of you guys here. Tank, Kurt, I get to see you guys. Mark, I see you frequently. Julian, it was fantastic to meet you. This was the shit. Uh, I enjoyed every minute of this podcast. In a couple weeks, I am going down to hang out with Paul Biggs, my personal hero. Maybe we'll get on some giant whitetail. If not, I honestly... In Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, yep. Honestly, dude, if I go down there and I don't kill a deer, I don't care. I, I just... It's going to be a fun time. You need to kill I, me a hog because I need some chorizo. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and kill some hogs. <laughs> like I'll be like, yeah, I know we talked about deer, but let's go kill some pigs. I, I would... I'm just going to be happy to be – I've never been to Oklahoma before. Um, it's going to be a fun time for me. I'm super stoked. So The only positive thing you have good. to say about that is two words, Paul Biggs. Paul that's, Biggs. That's positive right there. Paul Biggs is the man. Dude. Paul man. Biggs is awesome. He we is have, awesome. Uh, do you remember – All right, here because I, I want to tell a real quick story. So we met him at ATA. We had him on the show, and we went at ATA last year, and everyone was there. We went over to the elite area. Mm-hmm. And we go over there, and Kurt's like, hey, there's Paul Biggs. I'm like, let's go talk to him. Like, I thought, like, we all thought, like, man, this guy hates us or whatever. And I have snowmobiles ripping by my house right now. <laughs> yeah, I hear him right now. <laughs> I was wondering what the hell I thought was. somebody was moaning out there. <laughs> <laughs> 12 inches of snow. <laughs> this grass has got to get cut. My wife's yeah. bitching at me. Dude, we go over there, and uh, Kurt, like, we, like, we surround him. Like, it's like we're like a pack of hyenas, like, dude, 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 you know. And you make us sound like we're a bunch of creeps. <laughs> and we're like, we're like talking. So we, it was creepy. And we're talking to him. And Kurt's like, hey, Paul, how's it going? We all shook his hand. And uh, Kurt just goes, hey, how's it feel to meet some superstars? I didn't say that. You <laughs> said that. You, you said no, jackass. You said that to him. <laughs> no, I and did I not. And I go, you were standing there, Mark. No, because I, 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 I go, you're stealing my lines, jackass. No, that did not you happen. You said something like that. You just that. made that story up. I did not make that up. You he must have been dreaming. You are making that story up. I'm mind blown that you said that. What? I did not. You said that. I was there. I don't say that type of shit. saying anything like that yeah. that's, oh, a steve that's line. not shit I, I say that's a steve line. i know it's not shit you say that's why See, i was baffled here i that am you said here it. i am I, once again two two times in one episode calling you on your bluff because people at home don't know unless i call you on it and right that's now i'm calling I you was on it. baffled was, by why you said i looked no, over he i wouldn't probably maybe, drunk maybe, you don't remember oh come on dude it was that seven in the morning what it was probably drunk seven hey, in the morning <laughs> we'll call paul no biggs difference. we'll call paul biggs <laughs> just get him on the phone. That, just get him i'm on the so phone. mind blown that you just put your words in my mouth no son <laughs> i remember you said i was like i would never say how's it not, how's it feel to meet superstars I, maybe you, you didn't say exactly yes. like that but you okay, said back oh, yeah, you yeah, said something to that effect and i'm pretty sure that's what it was because i i looked over mute mute so there we go. Steve Son. is full of royal poop. You're just a poop what mouth. Poop? You're just a poop mouth. What is poop I'm going to close this podcast out. No, he didn't say anything. Yeah. I'm going to get around to this. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing the circle of doom, and you took me on some weird bullshit you just made up on the top of your head. I don't know what the hell you're doing, man. You got to quit dating redheads, son. <laughs> Man, what are you doing, She's bro? Burnett. Oh, great. <laughs> Julian, give us something positive. I yeah. apologize for this, man. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm I'm just thankful 
that you guys allowed me to come in here and talk and help promote my business. And of course, you man. know, being a, a single income family, you know, it's all, all the business I can get is, is greatly appreciated. So of course, man, um, you know, this will, I, I mean, it's already helped out. So you know. uh, that's good to hear, man. I hope that it just, people come in and hit you up yeah. check you out and bring mounts to you or bring deer f- to get mounted. Yeah. For, um, so no, thank you, man. I really yeah. appreciate it. And the turnaround on my buck and the quality <laughs> has been great. Yeah. Um, something positive is, uh, I love being able to call Steve out on his bluff for thousands <laughs> of people to hear because if I don't do it, um, I think I'm the hardest person on you in your life. And I feel like you need that. And that's not really anything positive. That's just a real, some real talk for Steve. Um, yeah. You want to, you want, you want me to unmute you? Daddy. No, a uh, what? <laughs> Please, Daddy, unmute me. Okay, <laughs> that's. I'd like weird. to talk to you, Pom. <laughs> <That's weird>. <laughs> <laughs> um, something positive. I love bringing people together over what we do, and it's just a podcast. It's internet radio, and if I can get people to meet and become friends, and kind of just the whole circle we've built, and even people that listen to the show that have become friends with us. It's kind of a beautiful thing. We sit here and talk talk shit to each other, but yet we always get to have a good time. And dude, yeah. it's this shit's wild, man. It is wild. It's, it's crazy. Wild. Super thankful for it. Can't so let's close this out. There's a lot of hunting season left, even though it feels like the prime time is over. Um, there's a lot of people getting discouraged. Um, if you have a bug tag in your pocket, you can still fill it. You have, if you're in Illinois, Iowa, you still have almost two months. Mm-hmm. That is enough time as if it was october 1st and you just got going food just sources. looking at that yeah it, i was yep. gonna say if you got food <laughs> otherwise yeah, food they're nocturnal it, yeah but it still can be done oh, you yeah. can do it <clears throat> it just takes a little hustle a little more strategy mm-hmm. um if you have food sources it doesn't take that much strategy and more layers of clothing more layers of clothing <laughs> yeah. um, yep. be as yep. comfortable as possible i'm trying to to get that positive attitude oh, out yeah. there yeah. you can get after it you know what to do Go shoot your bow. We love you. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.